Hey, this is Rob Corddry, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Greetings, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, and I'm joined by a man who is nude from the waist down and is currently doubled over on his shoulders trying to get his boner in his mouth. That's Jeff Clark. What's up, y'all? And transmitting to us from a church basement in Pennsylvania, the bearded submissive altar boy known as Shuddy Boy. Yo. And back once again... From Florida, Mickey Mouse's French tickler, Seek Donnelly. Ah, oh, shit, I wish I had that job. <laughs> I hear it pays well. Uh, well, it pays more than nothing, and that's what I'm making right now, so. But that um, was, that was you kind want me of to your put plan, my pants right? back on? Can you tell me to be Jeff a, little, a few minutes ago? Mm, eh, you can leave them off. <laughs> okay. It's probably hot in Florida. Get comfy, <laughs> Seek. <laughs> So that was kind of your plan when you moved out of California, right? To be pantsless in Florida? <laughs> to be and pantsless to and broke in Florida. <laughs> take some time off and just like concentrate on writing and recharging yeah. a little bit? Yeah, I mean, mainly it was um, – I was just told by my doctor to rest and get some rest. So, um, so it's been, yeah, about three months, and I'm just kind of, you know – trying to just take care of myself, focus more on me and, and not wake up with stress every day and anxiety and, um, and all that. But, uh, now it's, I'm kind of bored at, at home and I, I kind of want to get back to work. So I went and got checked out recently and they said, uh, that I'm fine to get back to work if I wanted to. So I'm been applying for jobs for the past couple of weeks. Nice. And nothing going on should give you stress or anxiety. So I, yeah, good luck, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> this is the most easygoing time in American history. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. Pretty chill out there, actually. Yeah, so, yeah. Welcome yeah, back I, to the workforce. Kick your feet I'm up, have a pina colada. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are a lot of places in Florida hiring? Not they didn't, I mean, they they didn't started, really shut down the way that a lot of other places did, right? Yeah. No, they um. They they really didn't. It 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 kind of had like a soft shutdown, and then things started to open back up, and then it went back to, um, then a cur- then we got hit with a curfew because of the you know some of the protests. So we got a uh, hit with a curfew. So then stores that were starting to open went cut back on hours. So then people who they were thinking about hiring, they told them you know wait a couple more weeks, and it's it's been a lot of that uh, down here. So there are some places that are open and you know, essential places like restaurants and, um, and gas, you know, like it is everywhere else. Um, but they're, they're trying, they're trying to force it really badly down here and it's just not going too well. Wait, force what? Like the reopen. Um, they're, they're really trying to open more things and we just keep getting massive spikes in, in coronavirus or COVID-19. So sure. How far are you from like Metro Orlando? I don't even know if there is a Metro Orlando, if that makes sense. I don't, obviously, I've never, I've never been, but like, is is Orlando or your area uh, a denser population? 
I gotta be honest, I'm I'm kind of over by like the theme parks. So yeah, don't lie of, to the Puminati. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of by the theme parks. So um, but in this area, a lot of the apartment complexes are very spread out. So there, it's not a very dense population where I am right now. Gotcha. All right. So how but was the big move? Been getting hit by it. Yes, they are. How was yeah. like uh, we haven't talked to you since you left California. So you drove cross country. Did you have any like National Lampoon um, vacation moments? <laughs> uh, not that bad. Thank God I'm not a Griswold. Um, but uh, yeah, I did. My car broke down twice on the trip. Oh, so there, that's very Griswoldy. Yeah, there's two. Tell me, whistling Symphony Duda out of your assholes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and my, um, the, the U-Haul that I had a tow. So I had a, I paid like, it cost me like almost four grand to move here. Oh my uh, God. And, and that I, cause I had to get my car tuned up and fixed, uh, to survive the drive. It still broke down twice. I had to get it repaired twice on the road, hotel rooms on the road. Um, I had to install a hitch on the back of my car, which cost like 600 bucks. And then I had to rent a U-Haul, which cost like another, um, you know, thousand or eight, yeah, like eight hundred bucks, um, and just everything just kept adding up, and it was it was a nightmare, man. It was like, like it was a lot more money than I was wanted to spend on a move. And then the worst part was, the, the um, attachment from the U-Haul to my car was like three feet long, so it was like dragging a giant wind sail behind me, uh, for my little tiny car. And you know, my small car, like I drive a little tiny hatchback, so it's like I'm pulling this wind sail. I couldn't get over fifty miles an hour. So it took me about oh seven and a half days to oh. get to Florida. Oh, my what if you start God. going downhill? Does the the U-Haul push your car and you move faster? I think you're all fucked in the head. It does, and it and it starts to wobble side to side, and so I have to be very. It, it I can't tell you. There was two times I pulled over because I had panic attacks from driving with that thing. Jesus. Um, yeah. So yeah, when it it would push my car down, and but if I hit the brakes a little too much. Uh, it, the the you know the u-haul would shift side to side and could spin me right off the road so i had to be like very very careful the whole way that Man. sounds awful it, it, once i got to the you know like texas area it was a it was flat roads no hills after that but it was just that first part leaving california that was tough thank goodness sounds like it toughened you up a little bit though that's nice <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm not a little bitch anymore nice <laughs> trial by fire Hey, I did a pretty uh, eventful trip across the country, and I moved here, so I know how you feel, buddy. Hold your head up. It's made you stronger. Thanks, bud. (laughs) Yeah, my only thing was my aunt and I had to outrace um, all of my shit because I rented, like, I guess some semi-shipping companies will, like, rent out, like, a a five-foot sliver of the back of the, the trailer. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, well, here's the deal. If we get to your new apartment in California and you're not there, we're leaving with all of your shit. Right. And so, And they had like a day or two head start. So my aunt wanted to stop and see, you know, the Grand Canyon. I was like, nope, we're not stopping for <laughs> shit. Just fucking, we are flooring it. We're doing 90 miles an hour on the highway. We are beating that fucking truck. Yeah, I wanted to do that. I wanted to stop at a couple places on the way. That was the whole reason I went up over the 40 and took that for some of the way. And uh, 
And then once I saw how slow I was driving, I was like, no way. Cause I had to get to my apartment. Um, that following, I left on Sunday and I had to get there the following Saturday because that's when I signed my, or that was the lease date I signed to move in. And they were adamant. They were like, look, you got to be here Saturday. Cause we're closing our offices because of COVID. So if you don't get here Saturday, there's going to be no one to give you your keys and stuff. And I was like, Oh, awesome. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. That was very national lampoony of your trip. It was. Yep. Well, we're glad you made it. Glad you're safe. Yep. <gasps> I almost barfed. Um, and we got, <laughs> We had a lot of shit to get to get to uh, today. Yeah, I guess we. Well, can I don't start understand with, why uh, there's not a lot has happened. <laughs> Still goes on. Well, we've been <laughs> we've been teasing for a while. I guess not teasing, but just put it on people's radar that Netflix had a new obstacle course show coming out called Floor is Lava, and yeah. we kind of made a big deal about that. So spent some time this weekend watching it. And after I watched the first episode, I was like, hmm, this is a show I can just put on in the background and do other things. So sort of by accident, I almost watched the entire first season. It's like 10 episodes, and I think I watched nine of them. Well, watched in quotation marks. Sure. It was rough. No, not a fan? Doesn't every game show like work as background noise? Yeah, but I mean, sometimes there's ones you want to just watch. And sometimes there's ones where you're like, yeah, I'll look up if it sounds like something interesting is happening. I saw I your... it was a lot of fun. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Did you catch any of it, uh, um, Seek? No, I, I mean, I saw what was on Kevin's Instagram stories, and uh, it looked neat. It, it did look neat. Um, like, I feel like the colors of the show would draw my eye to the TV a lot. Um, I don't know if you had that problem, Kevin, watching it. I mean, it, it was visually done well. Like the, yeah. the, the water that they dyed and made it look all bubbly and lava-y was cool. And yeah. the set decoration was neat. They definitely had some cool props and obstacles. But I feel like it could have been executed a little better. There mm-hmm. didn't seem to be much urgency of people. So you watch somebody jump from like a three-foot fake planet to a different fake planet. And, <laughs> and then they just sit there for five minutes picking their ass like, Oh, this is scary. It's like, ah. With terribly written, you know, you could tell that all the dialogue was like pre, I feel like it felt like all the dialogue was pre-scripted. All of it. Jeez. Yeah, it was, it was a bummer. But Jeff, you, you dug it, huh? Yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, it <laughs> delivered on exactly what it said it was going to. I, it makes sense on why they would be stuck on certain obstacles and just be saying stupid unfunny shit i mean they're not funny people so whatever <laughs> but i don't know like the I, I only watched the first episode and the if you remember the first episode there's like this middle pyramid spot and the pyramid has a bunch of grooves in it and it gives off the impression that there's traction in the pyramid that there isn't so every one of the each of the three teams had a guy or a girl go to the middle pyramid and just completely fuck themselves yeah and I thought it was awesome. The um, the pyramid is one hundred percent a booby trap. Yeah, but you kind of. I, I think you have to. I thought the way they laid out the course, you had to go through the pyramid to to advance. So essentially, you're most likely like trending towards losing one person in the pyramid. Yeah, I don't, you got to sacrifice the weakest it. link. Yeah, almost. 
Did was the first episode the one with the triplets? Yes, the douchebag triplets who looked like they were forty five <laughs> years old and tried <laughs> to say triplets? they were only twenty six. They were creepy. Triplets creep me out. Wait, was that a, they were definitely triplets? I didn't yes, know if that was were. like the gimmick or yeah, that was like their team name. All yeah. three of them were forty five. Yeah, it was they, the vir, it was the virgin triplets, right? Or the, <laughs> something <called>? like that. <laughs> Probably. I, yeah, I would be not. I would not be surprised if I learned that all three of them had never had sex. <laughs> they dress up in like uh, American flag apparel, tank tops. Yeah. Oh, tank, tank tops. It was like unitards, but they have like yeah. jean shorts over them, like and American they, gladiators. <laughs> yes, a little exactly. bit. Yeah, and man, they were trying so hard to be funny. And I would be so. I w- another thing that would surprise me about the three of them, if any of them had ever uttered something funny once. In their entire lives, I thought the only thing that was funny at, was when at they first fell I thought in. there might have been a bit of a competitive advantage having three dudes, um, but they were they were they did they were the worst. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they were pretty awful. And I, w- one thing I noticed on the show too, like if somebody jumps for something and like their lower half goes in the water, I'm oh, sorry, lava got to stay on brand. <laughs> Nobody ever recovers. Well, it, lava burns your legs off. It's almost like, yeah, they that they, they maybe they were told like if you if you go into your waist, you got to just let go and fall. Because there uh, were there were parts where people totally could have my wimpy ass noodle arms could have pulled myself out of the situation they were in. And like sometimes it was buff dudes; they're all jacked and holding on like ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, into the lava. I mean, you, I don't know, you bum me out podcasting with you. Your lack of honor. Unbelievable! What? Like if you touch the lava, it's game over. What yeah. You, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I mean, there's there's parts where people are going from obstacle to obstacle, and there's a lava eruption, and it covers their face, and they gotcha. still go on with the course. Maybe it's just a thing because you don't watch sports. But once you're out of bounds, Kevin, it's over. The play's over. You, you, know, you once get you hit the lava, it's the end of the play. I mean, but that's the over. thing. I, I I don't know. They've never clearly made the rules because Ninja Warrior, if like even your shoelace touches the water, you're eliminated. But right, clearly, yeah. like people's like feet and arms were touching the lava, and they didn't get DQ'd. Hmm. I like the the how the final staircase platform that they had to um, hop off the, the the whatever the the hanging bag of boxes. I like how that was like being consumed by the lava and getting smaller and smaller. The first the first American cheese dick guy that hit the lava. I had an audible yell. I was like excited. I, I like the show. I uh, I mean, they definitely keep, give you keep watching it. They definitely give you people to root against, which is always fun <laughs> in a game show. Like when you're like fall, 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 and then they fall, and you're like yeah. Well, you didn't. We didn't know how good we had it with the first team with the with the the brother and sister and the mom. I thought they were corny, and then towards the end, I started to like them. And then when I met the other two teams, I was like, wait, they're way cooler. I'm hoping to see them again. The mom was a, a, a absolute minx. What? Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, Agreed. I like that the the girl is a fucking savage. She risked herself for the team to win, and like that is, that is a family move. That's 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 an honorable move, and and I really was jealous of the son berating his mother, <laughs> in the spirit of team competition. Oh yeah, he was like, like I wish. He's I like, what do you do all that. these Pilates classes for if you can't even pull that thing? 
Yeah. Your mom straight up pussy. Shit on her. Who's as close to calling his mother a pussy? (laughs) I would say I would love to see the Clark brothers compete on Flora's Lava. Yeah. You guys Uh, should sign up. We would need a few years of training. (laughs) We would, with Bill, specifically Bill as the captain, the mental hurdles we would be far we would be far ahead of the uh, competition on the hopping from one obstacle to the other <laughs> our fat asses are going to go down hard <laughs> <laughs> like the whole the whole using the uh well, they use like the painting the 30 the 30 pound painting as like a bridge yeah we would have handled shit like that but yeah, there are escape room elements to it. Like there's there's like hidden keys scattered throughout the shit, and they, the producers backstage had to have like tipped them off on it because that would be lame if they had these secret compartments. Like, oh, there's a magic staff you put in this this hole, and then it extends the platform a little bit. If they put that in there and then nobody ever used it, there was never a payoff. That would be a poor right. production move. So they had to at least give them hints that hey, there's there's little secrets. Got to find the key. Hint, hint. Yeah, look for a big stick. It could help you. Yeah, <laughs> and then find a tiny hole and shove it in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's your key to victory. No, I was I was thinking if, if we, MSPH or the Clark Brothers, could compete in that, but then I saw that last obstacle where you got to hang on to the fucking rope. Yeah, the and cargo they, net thing. We, they uh, turn you, uh, whatever, they spin the wheel, so... Eventually, you'll get across like uh, like a pulley system. Yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Um, even like my record is eight pull ups. I don't think my fat ass could have hung up there ever in my even in my pull up prime, like for that long. Like, depending on how fast you guys could do the pulley, I don't know. I don't know if one of you guys have better grip strength or can do more pull ups. Kevin, you're a lighter dude, you might be able to hang up there. I used to. I mean, I used to do like forty-five pull-ups a day, but what? then my tits grew back. <laughs> Bullshit! You did forty-five pull-ups a day? Yeah. That is awesome. Like, was this when you were tra- training for Alice Mania? Yeah, I would do three sets of fifteen. That is badass, dude. You got to get back to that level. I can't because I fucking tore my stomach lining or whatever. So now, anytime I engage oh. my core, it's like I'm getting stabbed. It's been is fucking it? years and it hasn't gotten any better. I tried again recently over the weekend. I tried doing some push-ups. I got four push-ups in, and then the stabbing started. Do you need up. surgery? Is it like a hernia? I don't know. I tried. I went in for uh, to the doctor for it, and they couldn't find anything. They I'm told like, they this is insane. Told him to stop having sex with other men. <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't you know, sex with other men tears your stomach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you said something about us. Who who on the team has good grips? I if I if I may say so, Shuddy, you got hands of steel, my friend. I'm I do. Like jacking off, he does. Both strong and passionate. <laughs> yeah, because he, he cupped my ass one time, and it was wow, it was crazy. Shuddy has a workout where he jerks his dick off while jerking off another man's dick at the same time. <laughs> yep, I know that workout. <laughs> because <laughs> uh, I, 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 I did just put this on I, I've been I used all weekend to just put into this new screenplay I'm writing so I, I almost auto played every single episode I will say 
the best episode I saw was episode seven. Because it starts with, maybe it doesn't start with them, but there's a team of th- these three Boston Bing Bongs. And when they do that, that B-roll of them before they run the course, and they're like, yeah, we're from fucking Boston. And they're, they're doing all, like, Tom Brady. They just start saying Tom Brady a whole bunch for no reason. Like, yeah, Tom Brady. And they're, they're, they're just so fucking obnoxious. And they're like, era, Boston sports are better <laughs> than era, Los Angeles sports. Era, we beat Los Angeles. She's like, what the fuck are you idiots even talking about? I don't know. That's a New England people bond. <laughs> I went to fucking, that's where I, my bing bong school was, like close to Boston. So I knew a bunch of people from Boston. I had friends from, friends from Boston. Steve Brandano, one of my favorite human beings on planet Earth, from Boston. Not annoying. The Boston he, stereotype people are very annoying. Right. Steve Brandano's a, Good American. Yeah, I don't have anything is. bad to say about him. Um, but it's it's great watching those guys talk all that shit, and then what happens? Don't oh, wow, wow, spoilers, spoilers! I'm on episode two. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Did you spoilers to the floor has lava? Careful. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 oh. expecting the Boston team to possibly make it through, but does Thanos show up? Why, what were you expecting, and why why are you disappointed? Uh, I just found myself bored in between. I thought it would be a little bit more fast-paced. There's just so much downtime, and the downtime is filled with people either being annoying or making jokes that aren't funny, and my, my ADD brain just fucking wanders, and it doesn't hold my attention. If it was more fast-paced, like, like the old-school Ninja Warrior or Wipeout even... Yeah. It's just you're just left so long wanting something interesting to happen. I loved it. I like I like people like like staring down an obstacle they know they're gonna fail on, and like like trying to I don't know whatever trying to groove through it or or, or ease through it, and then end up falling into the lava. I don't get sick of it. Episode seven, despite right. the the three Boston guys, was also my favorite because they have a team of these, like, three hot black chicks that call themselves, like, the Triforce of Power or something. And turns out they're all, like, Zelda Nintendo dorks. Ha <laughs> Nice. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Favorite team yeah. of the season right there. Black Zelda dorks? Yeah. <laughs> wow. They're called the Triforce of Power. I was like, man, is that is that a Pornhub category? Because... <laughs> uh, probably. But I don't know, man. I feel like if they do a season two, they gotta, they gotta fix some stuff. They gotta make it more fast paced because they're they're like thirty minute episodes, and nothing is cut out. It's just you see every drawn out takes people like teams like eight minutes to finish finish the course course, and you watch all eight minutes of it. It's just like, oh fuck, need some fast forwards and some edits. <laughs> I feel like we got exactly what they they pitched. Huh, I'm, I'm going to continue to watch it, and I'll let you know if I fall out of favor with it, or if it falls out of favor with me. And it looks like they've only got they've got five different settings courses oh, from what I've seen, that's and it? then they and then they repeat. Yeah. Hmm. I also thought it would be staggered, like Ninja Warrior. Like if you if you make it through the first course, you go to the second course, but it's just no. That's the way they set up the explanation at the start of the first episode. 
was there were three rooms you had to get through. Ah. Yeah, does anyone... You don't ever see teams again? No. Huh. And in some of the later episodes, they drop it down to teams of two people. I don't like how they give you $10,000 and, spoiler alert, a weak-ass lava lamp. (laughs) Yeah, it is no (laughs) aggro crag. (laughs) Fucking weak-ass trophy. (laughs) Have any of you ever had a lava lamp? Oh, yeah. You strike me as a lava lamp. I guy. didn't. The boys had one, but I never had one. No. Did you make fun of them? No. Mm. All right. Well, Kevin, you had a lava lamp. I did in the eighties. Yeah, for sure. In the eighties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you remember asking your mom for it, or did she give it to you? I think my uncle Rob gave me one. Mm. I remember being. Thinking a lava lamp was super cool at my, my grandmother's in the early 90s. But I never sprung out from my own lava lamp. Lava lamps and waterbeds. <laughs> Those sound like bad ideas. <laughs> lava I, had, lamp. I had neither. Neither. I, I, but I did have a room that looked like it was from uh, Spencer's at one point. But I didn't have lava lamps. At one point. Turn on that camera. Nah, behind me is only Venom stuff now So yeah, I guess that is Spencer's Maybe Yeah, I mean, that's where I would guess you got your Venom stuff, (laughs) I wouldn't wouldn't know any better Uh, So Seek No I want to get your thoughts On the Playstation 5 reveal No Uh oh Um Yeah, Yeah. Uh, what about it? (laughs) Your thoughts? <laughs> oh, my thoughts in general. Well, I, I mean, I, obviously we don't know the the price yet, but um, uh, it, I mean, I'm not a designer, so I don't have any comment on how it looks. As long as it stands on my shelf and it doesn't fall over, I'll be fine with it. But I do. The games are what get me interested in any system, and they showed off a couple of pretty good games that I'm I'm pretty I'm very excited for. Yeah, yeah. the the, the well, I'm not a Evil... designer either, but I will weigh in on the design. I think it's fucking lame. It looks like an idea of a futuristic gadget back in like the fucking eighties. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and that's why I like it. Yeah, that's I, that's what they were going for for sure. Yeah, I think it looks sweet. Oh um, man, in the the zooms or the the Skype split, it looked shuddy. It looked like you were about to pass the volcano bag to Jeff. <laughs> yeah, <that's it>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that bag. The whole pricing thing really freaks me out. Like, how, why? What's the price, guys? What's the fucking price? I have a list here of fifty games. Yeah, I know what it looks like. How much? How much does it cost to rip the bandaid off? What are you talking about? Eight hundred? Nine hundred? I'm think, down. Just let I me know. Because so, I think they could get away with selling the system for five hundred bucks, and then the digital version for four hundred bucks. Oh, they could they could probably get away with that, but I feel like they're probably going to charge more than that. But they want to see. I think it's like a wait and see approach. They're checking to see the economy. They're che- I think they they're trying to factor in things before they announce it. But I think there was a leak today. Yes, like, that's what I'm looking in another at now. Country, yeah, where they they might have leaked the prices for another country. Yeah. So um, Amazon France so it, accidentally listed it. Yeah. So it could be. So if, if we're basing off those, it could be around four fifty for the digital one and five fifty for the non digital one. Yeah, I I mean when they announced it, I was seeing things that were like it was going to be seven hundred bucks. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I, they, 
they probably could have got away with that, but I don't think they're going to go that route because they have to compete against Xbox. And if, if, if they do 700 and Xbox says, you know what, screw it, we're making ours for 500 because it's not expensive to make these things, then then they undercut, then they're going to over, you know, sell more Xbox this Christmas than PlayStations. I think they're waiting for their competition to try to like uh, state their prices. Yeah, I know I don't make up the consensus of, of the consumers, but they would have to sell uh, PS5 at three times the rate of Xbox for me to even consider it. Fuck yeah. Xbox. Yeah. I hate that system. But <laughs> I think I'm like... So at least you didn't buy version, one to never play it. What's up? said at least you didn't buy an Xbox One to never play it. Who did that? Was that you? No, Kevin. Oh, that's right. You I, have one, Kevin. I feel attacked because I did the same thing. <laughs> I did play some stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, me too. When was the last time either of you fired it up, though? Uh, you know what? I did fire it up last week um, to play Dante's Inferno for like an hour. I don't remember. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I played Halo. Uh, and I played a Gears of War game. Gears of War 2? Was it that long ago? <laughs> Might as well have been. Yeah, that was a bummer. And I even got the, the Halo-themed Xbox One. Me too. So when you, like, eject a disc and turn it on, it makes Halo sound effects? Yeah. Yeah, fuck So that. does the digital version just not... It doesn't take discs? It's just, At like, all. streaming? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, just for streaming. So what would be the benefit of spending the extra $100? Like... Well, me, I mean... Dude, if if you're someone who you know like let's say you're trading in your PS4 for a PS5 you'll probably want the one with the disc drive so you can still have a Blu-ray player and play the hard copies of games you have but I haven't bought a hard copy of a game in pr- a couple years uh, I I pretty much only buy digital stuff so oh, for me I'm probably gonna go the digital route see I get that I actually bought a hard copy of the Final Fantasy VII remake mm. because it was cheaper than the digital copy. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna be using it for movies, so I got to get the disc version. And yeah. It's gonna play four four K Blu-rays, right? Hey, uh, yeah, I think so. I don't know. I'm pumped um, for it. I think the the design of it looks sick. I like that it looks all like goofy futuristic. I'm into that. Yeah, it's it's cheesy, and and that's what they were going for. So I don't mind it as long as it just has good games and. Like I said, at the event, they showed off some pretty damn cool games. So I'm I'm on board for the games, pretty much. Yeah, and it looks like they, the announcement was like, yeah, like you said, going to be around 5.50 American and release November 20th. Yeah, which is that's great. It's a good time. Gives everyone time to save up for it. Um, and I want, uh, when it comes out, I think that's also around the time the Miles Morales game is going to come out with it, um, or like pretty soon after. So uh, I'm excited for that. And then also, because I buy digitally, a lot of the the newer games that have come out over the past couple of years on PlayStation 4, those games will automatically be available when you sign into your account onto the PS5. Oh, so shit. I'll start off with probably like 50 or 60 games already. Oh, my God. See, yeah. do you know like how much storage or capacity the PS5s are going to have? Because this whole Call of Duty... Warzone thing has been a fucking headache so much as though that I don't even play it because the patches and the download um, is so large that I have to like delete 
you know, most of my well, other games. I actually, last week, I bought an external hard drive. Yeah. And a- it's been a huge game changer for me. Yeah. I have every I have every game I have now installed. It's just annoying that you have to resort to that. It is. It is for sure. But it but it's nice that you can resort to something. Um, you know, as opposed to some other systems where you, you can't really upgrade that kind of stuff. Well, well I heard PlayStation for at first you couldn't have an external hard drive, right? Yeah. Yeah, at first, yeah. And so and they they patched the the firmware to allowed because xbox had it so they were like you know again they got to compete did they seek did they release the the hard drive capacity is is it like the standard one gonna just come with a terabyte i you know what i that's a great question i'm sure they they made that announcement and if it's escaping my mind right now if they did i don't remember what it is um what was i gonna say yeah it looks like a terabyte so do you need a playstation specific external hard drive because i have one that i um, I use, it, uh, for MSPH Patreon stuff, you can't. It, yes, it ha- It's not like a PS4 branded external hard drive, but it can't be used for anything else after it because it right. formats to the PlayStation and it'll wipe out everything that's on there. And then when you hook it to a computer, it'll have to be reformatted for a computer and will delete everything. Understood. Right. But if you get one. I just went out and bought a a Western Digital 2-terabyte external hard drive at Target for $65. So do you leave it plugged in and you can run it all like simultaneously? Yeah, as soon as you format it, all of your – that becomes the default install location for all of your games. So you just hook it into the USB and it boots up right from there. Mm. Had I known this – Earlier this summer, or a few months ago, I would have gotten it. But I literally didn't find out until last weekend that it was a thing that could happen. Uh, oh wow! I didn't know that they had ever updated it where you could have an external hard drive. And then the boys had a friend over, and he brought his PlayStation and his PlayStation VR, and had an external hard drive for the games. Nice. Sweet. Yeah, when the when they were making the 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 PS5 announcement, I was I texted Tim, aka Ginger and Juice, because we're sort of like PlayStation butt buddies, <laughs> and I sent him a text saying like, "How cool would it be if there was an Oddworld announcement?" Just like pulling something out of my ass, like. Almost like, hey, how cool would it be if they made an MSPH game? Ha 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 ha. How stupid of me to say such a thing. And then there's a fucking Oddworld game announced. I couldn't fucking believe it. Do you have the the Oddworld game that's on PS4? That was just the the remake, I think, right? I think they just remade I think they just remade the original. Yeah, I think so. Um is it Abe's Exodus or Abe's Odyssey? Some, yeah, one I, of those. Uh, it was like I, new and... I, <laughs> I can tell you in a moment. Please hold. But it wasn't Odd like a world, new game. It new was just and a, tasty. Yeah, they they just Abe's re- Odyssey. Yeah, Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, yeah. They just did a HD remake of it. It's funny. That's a when I saw that trailer, I was like, oh my god, I can't believe they're bringing that back. Because my my out of left field hope was that we would get another Legacy of Kane game, um, like Soul Reaver, and I was like. Because they've been talking about Soul Reaver three for like I don't know twenty years, 
So I'm like, oh man, are we going to get Soul Reaver? But instead we got, you know, Odyssey, which looks cool. Um, the Miles Morales game, which I'm excited for. And out of complete left field for me, uh, damn Resident Evil 8 with f- freaking werewolves, <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah, because I, I think they announced Resident Evil when the Ella show started. So I, ha- I didn't have anything with volume going on, and I, wasn't, I was just peeking occasionally off at another laptop I had running. And, you know, couldn't really get much context to anything. But then I saw you post, because I know you have, like, a PhD in Resident Evil. And <laughs> yeah. I know you had been, you'd been following, like, the, the rumors and stuff and leaks. And I saw you post something on Instagram saying, holy shit, I can't believe all of the Resident Evil 8 rumors were true. Yeah, because, I, I mean, yeah, I, I stream Resident Evil quite often, or, you know, often as I can. Um, but I do love that franchise. And yes, some, someone one day in my stream, they were telling me all these rumors. They were like, oh yeah, Resident Evil 8 takes place in a village. There's going to be a castle and there's going to be werewolves and witches. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like, that, that's so far removed from Resident Evil. I don't know what you're saying, dude. I go, I I wouldn't believe rumors right now. You know, people don't know what they're talking about, but I forgot that they actually did bring in a, a test group to play this game you know, uh, at the beginning of the year before I left California. And I was on the list to try to go to that, but I couldn't go because I think that was the same week as my surgery. So, um, so I probably would have known about it then. So I just dismissed the rumors. And then, so when I saw it, I, I put my reaction video up cause I, I live streamed that PlayStation event and, uh, yeah, my reaction is hilarious. Cause just for like five minutes, I'm just sitting there in disbelief going, what? Like they're, they're really doing werewolves and witches. Uh, but it looks great. Like I gotta say, uh, for a concept that sounded dumb in my head when people were telling me the rumors, seeing an execution made the game look fantastic. I had a question. I'm yeah. working on this video game bracket and I'm consulting with people who know what they're talking about since I don't, but I want to okay. host the bracket here on MSPH. Since you're the resident evil sommelier, <laughs> you had to pick you have to pick one resident evil to represent the entire franchise in a tournament. Oh, I have Resident Evil Four right now, but since you're the you're the go, you're the expert of this. What's the right answer? What's the it, console too? Oh God, dang it! See, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? It's fucking it, tough, isn't it? Doing this. No, well, it's it's not tough to pick the <laughs> best. I get shit on for these things. Yeah. It's it's not tough to pick the best Resident Evil, uh, and but I will say for something like that. You're right, it is. And I think you got the right answer. And the only reason I'm going to say that, Resident Evil 4, I, I'm not a big fan of Resident Evil 4. I don't, I don't like that as much as everyone else does. But that is the game. That, so I, I divide Resident Evil up into three generations. There's Generation 1 fans who played all the PS1 games and the, the Dreamcast game, Code Veronica. And then there's the, PS, the GameCube and PS2 generation, which is the Resident Evil remake and Resident Evil 4 and onward. Um, you said PS2. Yeah, well, there was GameCube and PS2. That's where Resident Evil Remake and PS yeah. uh, and Resident Evil Four came out from. Yeah, yeah so Resident Four was Four was originally a GameCube exclusive, right? It was right? originally a GameCube exclusive, right? Yeah, um, and then they added some extra modes to it and put on PS2. So yeah, I would say if you're going to do Resident Evil Four, do the GameCube version. To me, Resident Evil One Remake is the best game because you can still play that today, and it it graphically it holds up, gameplay wise it holds up. But Resident Evil Four, it's just everyone's favorite. Like it doesn't matter. Who I ask, they usually tell me that Resident Evil 4 is their favorite. Uh, that just brought in a whole generation of gamers. That was their first experience with Resident Evil. So 
for me, I would say you did a good job by picking four, even though I just it was my brother Cheech, but yeah, I mean, and I guess the idea is uh, the most impactful Resident Evil of the franchise. So if you're saying it's four, great. That's what I'm it might, that one might have sold the best too. I don't know. You have to look up the numbers there, but uh, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely the one that when I ask people what their favorite is, they usually go four. And it's like okay. Well, I'm doing like a little like fucking panel with my brothers discussing this bracket. And, you know, there's a couple of times where it's just like, hey, I don't know how you're going to decide this. Just let me know. Like, you're the expert. So my brother, Cheech, plays fucking Mortal Kombat all the time. Oh, so, yeah. like, he says Mortal Kombat 9 is the best. All right, I'm going to go with it. Great. Let's go with that one. So um, if you're saying Resident Evil 4 is the one that should rep it, then then great. That's what I'm going with. And See, I, I, I'm, I older, say- I'm older than Cheech, so I don't know if I've ever played a Mortal Kombat game that got me more than Mortal Kombat 2. Just the improvement and yeah. like new functions they had that jumped from like like people getting multiple fatalities and you got friendships and babalities and massive combos. But I didn't I didn't stick too hard with Mortal Kombat after Mortal Kombat 2 in all honesty. I I agree with you. My initial reaction was Mortal Kombat 2 has to be the rep, but then again, I mean he he plays enough, and it's like you know. All right, I'll go with you. And then I also I'm, I'm I'm googling like IGN reviews, Metacritic reviews, and Mortal Kombat Nine is I think the best reviewed one too. But it's close. It's that and like number two. So I just deferred to him. And same thing here with like if if Seek was like no, Resident Evil Five is the way to go. I'm like no, never. First of all, I would never say that. Uh, Resident Evil Five and Six suck ass. I didn't um, mean to fucking get you going <laughs> on a nerd rage. I was just saying. No, no, no. Isn't kidding. five the one that they said was like racist or something? Well, five takes place in Africa, so yeah, they they you can easily define that as a more racist one. Um, but then in Resident Evil Six, nowadays people would call it racist because it's about a virus that breaks out in China. Um, Topical. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's called the C virus, uh, which is coronavirus. Um, oh stay shit! In your lane. I'm the anti-COVID guy here on this on this podcast. All right. Yeah. Don't say anything stupid. Yeah. So um, yeah. So six is very topical right now, but um, yeah, I would say Resident Evil the remake of the first one is is by far the best Resident Evil game. But um, but you know four is a good representation, and I think they're going to remake four because the the reason eight is coming out next year is because it's the 25th anniversary of Resident Evil. Oh and my god! If 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 you watch Resident Evil seven the way they used the house and the, the, like the, the different locations, they were able to reuse those assets because they built a new resident evil engine to make resident evil games from now on. So that instead of taking five years to make a game, they can make them in like three years. And, uh, and so they just reuse assets. So like resident evil two and three shared a lot of assets uh, with each other. So I think by re- by making resident evil eight take place in a village. Now you have a bunch of assets that you can reuse for a remake of resident evil four. So I have a feeling that Resident Evil 8 is not the only Resident Evil game coming out next year because it's the 25th anniversary. What are the other games you're gonna you're most excited about, or you're gonna buy once this thing drops? Um, that Project Athia game looked kind of neat. Oh yeah, uh, I just ran past that. Yeah, that one looked kind of cool, where you're like this chick and she's like running and gliding um, from different locations. That looked pretty neat. Uh, I think there was like a Grindhouse Bioshock looking game. Where you play as a, a um, an assassin and you're trying to kill another assassin, but you're both put onto a an island that's full of like Bioshock type monsters. 
and you got to try to get to each other and kill each other. That looks like a lot of fun. Um, but I can't, I think it's called death something. I can't remember. Um, it looked cool. Uh, cause I thought it was Bioshock at first. I was like, Oh, is this a new Bioshock game? Cause you have powers, like you can levitate things and stuff. And so, yeah, that looked kind of fun. Um, the odd world game, obviously that looked fun. I was, you know, I'll be honest with you. I was kind of looking forward to a sports game, like a basketball game, but I couldn't tell jack shit from that trailer. That trailer just showed a guy go and slam dunk a ball. And I was like, okay, well the, the graphics look great as far as a cutscene look goes, but is this actual gameplay? Like it was hard to tell. Great commentary. I'm with you on that one. I, uh, as the sports game aficionado and obviously Shuddy can weigh in here. He's, probably playing a sports game right now as we speak. Uh, I, th- I am. <laughs> I think that sports games, especially realistic sports games, have pretty much topped out. Yeah. I mean, you can always get better. It would definitely be like in the crowd and on the sidelines, stuff like that. Sure. Maybe certain replay angles, but like they do such a good job, you know, like it's it's tough how it's toughing it's tough expecting much improvement in PlayStation Five, but I mean I'm a sucker, so I'm just gonna get it anyways. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean that's the thing about sports games is that I feel like especially EA ones, they just do the bare minimum. Like I, it pisses me off because I saw the thing from Madden uh, 2021, and I was like I got so mad. I was just like, God, this game looks just like what? Why? Like who? Who's do? And that's the thing is I know I some, feel the opposite of you. I know, As but look, target demo. I want. I don't want them to do too much. See, and that's the, the and that's what I'm saying. Like they they know that their audience is a group of people who don't care about massive improvements. They just want the game they like. Well, the 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 times that it seems like there's been the most anger about a Madden game is the years that they have tried to introduce something completely new and completely not normal and that's what i'm saying as someone like you guys are core audience members so they know who to like make a game for and you're right they try to introduce new things to try to get me who's someone on the fence to play the game so i'm like oh i'm interested in trying something new but then when that didn't work with the core gamers they're like all right we're not doing that anymore as somebody who's in a completely different bubble as somebody who is not the core and has no interest in playing i always look at it as it seems like every new madden game comes out it's something that could be like a $3 DLC that they're charging yes. everybody like $60 for. Like, you're uh, just getting... Agreed. Agreed, yeah. Agreed. agreed. You're just but, getting, like, new players, right? They just update the roster and charge you 60 bucks for and, it? Well, in football specifically, like, they have new... There's a lot of new coaching staffs year over year, so, you know, you're bringing in new playbooks, or at least you're attempting to. And, and yeah, for a passionate football fan, like... The the major roster turnover in football like matters enough to where I'll shell out sixty dollars every year and not really even blink like it's whatever. Like, but I hear what you're saying. Like you like one thousand percent can make an argument that you you guys could just handle this in like a fucking ten dollar download. Yeah, but yeah. it's well, not I gonna happen. So whatever. Speaking sure. of kind of like in the same lines, I didn't catch much of this. I I all I saw was excitement, but the Miles Morales Spider Man. So the the Spider-Man game that came out on PS4 was fucking incredible. It was incredible. So much fun. Such a cool design. The graphics were awesome. You really felt like you were Spider-Man just fucking swinging around New York. That is one of the games I'm happiest about getting the um, external hard drive 
to be able to have access to again. Nice. Yeah. Cause I have, I beat the main game and completed everything. It's I'm now on the, the DLC. Oh, I nice. think I thrashed the DLC on that as well. It was just awesome. Like you couldn't ask for a better Spider-Man game and they teased miles in it. like miles was in the game and now making the sequel where it's an all miles game. I'm fucking pumped for that. Cause miles has his own like skill set and his own set of powers. So right. really interesting. And he's such a, he's an awesome character, a character, which I will immediately, I will throw myself under the bus when they announced his actual like introduction into the Marvel comics world. I was one of the people that were like, what? Uh, you're gonna just make Spider-Man black? You can't do that. Just just make a new make a new character. I didn't I didn't realize that they were just creating him in the the Ultimate Marvel universe and right. actually making him a new character. Like it's right. Miles Morales who just also happens to get spider powers. And after reading you know the Ultimate Spider-Man comics leading up to it, and then the first Miles books were just fucking yeah. Those epic. first Miles books were amazing. Yeah. yeah, they're great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And Miles has now, I mean, easily earned his spot in the comic book world with, like, those books we mentioned and uh, the Into the Spider-Verse. The Into the Spider-Verse was... Great movie. Very, yeah. Yeah. So having him be the, the star of the sequel is makes perfect sense. I saw some people... I didn't see it firsthand, but I saw some people mentioning people were bitching that that should be a DLC... And sh- people shouldn't be charged for a whole game for it. And then people bummed out about Black Spider-Man again. Well, to, to be fair, we don't know the price of it. Um, basically, they're, they're just, you get, it is a new game. It's not the sequel. It's a, it's like a 1.5 game. It takes place between this one and the next Spider-Man game. Oh, um, okay. I did not know that. And, uh, and so I think that's why people were asking that it should just be a DLC, but they, you know, uh, Insomniac took time to use the same map as New York, but update it graphic-wise and feature-wise. So there's more things that are interactive when you're swinging around. Um, they also changed the animation, obviously, of, of Miles swinging around. He's going to be different than Peter. He's going to swing around, and his his limbs are going to kind of go wild because he's still learning how to swing. Um, so there, yeah, it was pretty neat watching the behind the scenes. What's really cool about what you said about Miles was. Just the other day, because I, now I've been doing on my YouTube show, I've been actually doing interviews with people, and I had the writers of the current Spider-Man cartoon, who they, you know, they write Miles, they write Peter, they write Spider Gwen, like those are all characters on the show, Venom and everything. And what was really neat, we had this, we had this really nice deep talk, uh, talk about and discussion about Miles Morales, um, and how not since really the '90s, like maybe in the early two or mid 2000s, with like maybe Walking Dead, and then like. Um, when they brought back Winter Soldier and Red Hood, those were like instantly popular characters. Like they they hit like a, a a zeitgeist that was a little bit larger than comics normally reach. But then we haven't had that really mainly since the 90s, where like it seemed like every couple months there would be a new character that everyone was freaking out about in comic books. And uh, and so Miles, what's cool about him is, you know, they were talking about yeah, it's really neat when they started writing the show. Into the Spider Verse wasn't even in development yet. And now that Into the Spider-Verse is out and it was a hit, people now tune into their show because it's more Miles Morales stories. And they were like, yeah, we never dreamed that that would happen, but we're glad for that. And they go, but in just 10 years, Miles Morales has reached the the household name 
recognition that characters like Venom have. And we just thought that was so cool because he is a good character. He has earned it. And it's neat to see, um, you know, something new from comics that broke free from the limitations that comic books, you know, offer. I can't believe it's been that long already. Yeah, almost 10 years, like nine years, something like that. Yeah, I'd say in the past 10 years, like the coolest new characters to come out of comics would be Miles, Spider-Gwen, and mm-hmm. Cosmic Ghost Rider. Yeah. I, have, I have seen people are pumped on uh, the Batman Who Laughs. Yeah, I, I, I dig him a little bit, but... Um... But they, I feel like they overused him a little too much. Whereas, like uh, Marvel knows how to, yeah, sometimes knows how to restrain themselves. Like Miles, I feel like the current comic, I'm not digging too much, but I still like the character a lot. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my last thought on the PS5 reveals was a game that probably, I don't know, isn't too popular with my peers, but I've always loved the Ratchet and Clank series. Oh yeah, man. I think there's such a fun platformer. Uh, I don't know. Not every game has to be, you know, Call of Duty, exploding heads, faces getting ripped off, headshots. <laughs> like, every now and then a cartoony platformer is very fun. And there's few that do it as well as, as Ratchet and Clank. So I was, I was super pumped to see a new Ratchet and Clank trailer. That's, and, that's also the Insomniac guys, the guys who make Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. just a fucking great series. Yeah, yeah. I so agree. I'm pumped. I'm pumped for PS5. I like the look. I think the controller looks dope. I'm interested to see how the like the haptic feedback is. It looks like it's a little bit more advanced than just the rumble feature on the PS4 controllers. I hope they do a Miles Morales version of the PS5, and I want to buy that version. That what would is- be the one I would buy. Yeah. What would that look like? Like, like be- dressed up like Spider-Man? It yeah. would be like yeah, it'd be like black in the center, and maybe the lips around it would be red, and it would have a spider logo on it, probably. Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. I'd like to if I if I had a creative bone in my body, I would like to paint it myself. <laughs> but it would probably just look like a fucking preschooler's <laughs> art project. You can find some TikTok tutorials to help you out. <laughs> I'll send I'll send you some. I'm gonna start fucking with TikTok. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta, I'm, I gotta like. If you don't have a creative bone in your body, I, I might want. <laughs> well, because I, I think away from that. I think there's two things that my stupid ass does that might translate well into the TikTok world, and that's <laughs> slow mo dance parties and tart yep. that tune. Yeah, yeah. I just have. No, you I've, would probably wouldn't be able to call it tart that tune though. <laughs> oh, whatever. Come at me, TikTok. <laughs> I, don't, I dare I, you to delete my tardness i've I, i've downloaded the app i didn't even realize i did but i downloaded it and signed up so my account exists i just haven't used it i haven't i haven't fucked around mm. with it i don't even know the mechanics about making a post but i want to learn because i'm starting to think jeff jeff has a second venmo on his hands <laughs> i got a yeah, it, it can be overwhelming the amount of filters and features and things you can do with it. And if you if you surf around on TikTok, people are very very creative and there's some really good shit. I mean, it's obvious you get what you put into it. You can be really corny and lame or you can get some fucking interesting stuff. They have that one comedian, that Sarah Cooper girl who does the TikToks where she does lip syncing. 
of Donald Trump's speeches, and that's fucking hilarious, I think. And you'll have things of that nature, just like people doing like, I don't know, role play or mixing like movie or music references in with whatever commentary they're doing. And there's so many different creative angles and spins you can put on TikTok. And yeah, dude, if you can, if you can get into it and start playing with it, you, you can definitely make a name for yourself. I mean, you don't have the choreography skills that might lend itself to TikTok success, but I don't know. Slow mo dance party's cool. Yeah, I think my I think my lack of choreography might work in my benefit. (laughs) That's a hard road, but go ahead. People might want to see this fucking awkward bag of bones just plop around the screen. (laughs) The best thing that you'll have working for you is that you don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, what else? Oh, we got some stuff to review too. Oh, damn. Jeff, you saw some shit. Why don't you kick us off? Well, I'm just going to finish off my last ride review. It's the five-part Undertaker documentary that's on WWE Network, the streaming platform. Um, They staggered the release, so I had to catch up last night when they had the fifth and final episode in the series um, run, but... It was good. It wasn't as good as Andre the Giant's uh, documentary. Oh, man, I love um, that. What are some other... I, I can't think of any other like wrestling documentaries off the top of my head. But I love wrestling stories. Um, I read the Mankind, the original Mankind, the second uh, Mick Foley, excuse me, uh, autobiography, is Have a Nice Day. And then I forget what the second one was called. I read The Rocks. Um, so I'm into this shit and I think they're, they're just super interesting stories. You, you know, you blend live performing skills, the athleticism, the, the crazy grind of, of, of the party lifestyle, the social lifestyle and the traveling. And it just always comes to like, it always brings about awesome stories. And the undertaker has been in the business for 30 years. So he has all those stories and his commitment to the character is Honestly, it's inspiring. Like, he decided to be The Undertaker 30 years ago, and he just wore black for 30 years and sounded scary when he could. Obviously, like, he would sign sign autographs and do, do shit with fans, you know, under, not in the spotlight, but he essentially just was a method actor for 30 years and created uh, an iconic platform and stage and character for himself and... It's a testament of like hard work and and it's you know in a lot of ways a rags a riches story, um, but he just kept saying over five episodes like I don't think I can do this anymore. Uh, I just don't think it's in me. I'm getting too old. But you know if Vince calls, I'll do it. <laughs> and he like he he just kept saying that like I don't know. There'd be like three or four of those exact quotes in every episode Man. where it's like. Yeah, dude, if Vince McMahon calls, you're going to WrestleMania. We get it. And Vince, get it. Vince is like, wait a second, he's not dead yet? Yeah, drag his old ass in the ring. <laughs> well, Vince is really softening up in his old age. And he, especially with, like, The Undertaker and certain, like, specifically The Undertaker, who has been that character, has been committed to the WWF for 30 years. Like, he gets emotional talking about it. So it's it's good to see <laughs> like, oh, that guy show some heart. Made he, you me think he had it. <laughs> so much money. Ooh. 
I mean, pretty much. He kind of he kind of like tears <laughs> up like when they talk about Undertaker because he knows. I mean, the guy put the business and and the the brand and the product ahead of himself all the time, and like the amount of like injury and like just the difficulty of that lifestyle, like to dedicate thirty years of your life to that is fucking amazing. And I don't know, it was it. It was random and awesome at the, in the final episode because he me- he mentioned Kobe a couple times and I guess the death of Kobe like really like fucked with him and like I don't know how much of a lasting impression it's gonna leave because he was in this past WrestleMania but the death of Kobe just made him realize man I gotta spend more time with my family my kids you know I've been spending the past thirty years working on this character building my brand but now is a different chapter so. That's what it seems like he's settling on at the end of the uh, the last ride documentary. I hope that he sticks to it, or maybe not. Maybe maybe he'll just continue to be the Undertaker and be awesome. Either way, I'm rooting for the guy. Mark Calloway is his real name. It was good. I would give it. <sighs> I'd suck an even four Undertaker dicks. <laughs> I was gonna go below because it, just because. I was a little bummed out every fucking like it gets really boring and played out come the fifth episode. Him saying, I don't know if I could do this anymore, but if Vince calls me I'm like, yeah, we get it, bro. You're down for once a year at WrestleMania. You know what to say. You, you don't need to be on the record with that anymore, but it was good. He retired, didn't he? Well, he was at WrestleMania 2020, you know, and they did the Boneyard match thing which was like an action movie scene, which was fucking really well done. And he was stoked. But before they did that, you didn't watch this, did you? You didn't no. watch it. So before they did that, I don't know how much wrestling you pay attention. I wish Dom was here on this, but I guess there's this guy, AJ Styles, who's really good. Every, everyone says he's really good. He puts on a great show. And he and he wanted to fight or do a, a match at, Wrestle, uh, at WrestleMania with with the undertaker and he got this on his radar, like at the end of 2019 and he got undertaker to agree to it. So they were going to do a match and he was going to come out of retirement anyways, but ended up being just the boneyard thing that they did. Yeah. But I saw yesterday and today or today I saw headlines that the undertaker retired. Right. Well, we'll see next WrestleMania. (laughs) Yeah. We'll see if Vince calls him. Yeah. I mean, he retired like Jay Z (laughs) retired. Yeah. Well, we'll see. (laughs) So I didn't watch anything that was newly released, but people seem to want to hear reviews on stuff we're watching anyway. So I watched a movie that Jeff will hate and some people listening might hate, but if it's up your alley, oh boy, did I love it. So it's, it's, it just hit Netflix, but it's, I guess it came out a couple of years ago. An Evening with Beverly Luff Lynn. Written and directed by the same filmmaker who made The Greasy Strangler. Oh, Oh, jeez. A movie that (laughs) Jeff saw and walked out of. And the venue was my apartment. (laughs) I put that movie on, got maybe five or ten minutes into it, and Jeff was like, oh, this is fucking weird. I'm going home. And he just walked out the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I don't walk out of many movies, but that was that was a that was an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked Greasy Strangler. I liked how weird and gross and absurd it was. I get that it didn't get very good reviews. I get that <laughs> Jeff walked out of my apartment because of it, but something about it I just appreciated the weirdness of it just hit me the right way. And when this one came out, I remember because I watched Greasy Strangler because Jason Ellis watched it. And he was like, I've never fucking seen anything like this. It blew my mind. This was the craziest shit I've ever seen. So I had to check it out. Um, and then he watched this new one when it first came out. And he was like, eh, didn't really have that same thing. So I didn't, I didn't get around to watching it. It's, it's streaming on Netflix now, so I put it on. I laughed my fucking dick off. I liked it way more than The Greasy Strangler. It's less gross... But it's still just insanely bizarre. Just the weirdest looking actors they could possibly find. Although now he's getting bigger names and shit. Like uh, Aubrey Plaza. Um, uh, who's the Flight of the Concords guy? Oh, Jermaine? Jermaine, yeah. Clement? Yeah. Dupree? And, <laughs> yeah. Jermaine Dupree yeah. and <laughs> Craig Robinson. And Craig Robinson for most of the movie, doesn't even talk. He just grunts in various different ways. So, like, he'll give a, a mean grunt if he's angry or if he's, like, curious. He just speaks through grunts. It's so fucking bizarre and weird. But I laughed my dick off. I loved it. <laughs> There's no way Jeff Clark would like it. <laughs> you said it's the... What is it? What's the name of this again? An evening with Beverly Lufflin. An evening with Beverly Lufflin. Let me let me IMDb this. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you said it was done by the same guys who did Greasy Strangler, I kind of tuned out. Yeah, I mean, Greasy Strangler is weird. There's naked guys with big, giant, like monstrous-looking dick prosthetics. Uh, What's weird about that? Horrible, horrible sex scenes that make you want to barf. This one did have. <laughs> One really gross sex scene. <laughs> but I, again, I just couldn't stop fucking laughing at it. Nice. So I would suck four Beverly Lufflin dicks. <laughs> I thought it was great. <laughs> Amazing. So that's a lot of Beverly dicks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It had the same absurdist style as greasy strangler just without the grossness although there okay. were you know it, it had its moments there's like uh apparently beverly lufflin who is craig robinson's character gets gassy so his manservant takes him up to the hotel room and has to rub his belly <laughs> until he farts <laughs> and he's just oh. grunting the whole time i told you guys that that's what i would that would be like one of my weird things i would purchase that if i had masked or uh, vast sums of wealth, I would buy a, a burper, uh, a person whose lap I could sit in and they would just pat my back after big meals. <laughs> While you grunt? Maybe I could watch this. I didn't, I didn't see it, but I think I'm going to watch it tonight. There's, um, Did you know there's actually a number one movie in America right now? What is it? An um, Evening with Beverly uh, Lufflin? No, it's, it's called The Wretched. Um. Oh, I did hear about that. Yeah, and it's this horror film that was supposed to get a theatrical release, and obviously it didn't because of COVID. 
So they put it out on digital stream. You can rent it for like seven bucks on your PlayStation, Xbox, whatever. And uh, but they did release it in drive-through movie theaters, like ten drive-throughs. And then it did well at those ten drive-throughs. So last weekend they added like a like fifteen more drive-throughs. And then this weekend they added another fifteen. So it's up to like fifty drive-throughs. And it's it's because there's no other movies out. It's the number one movie in America three weeks in a row. Oh shit! <laughs> and it's it's this low budget horror movie. Um, by these two brothers who just, uh, it's, it's kind of reminds me of Fright Night a little bit. It's like a, a kid, uh, he, his neighbor is a witch and she's like eating her family and he's trying to convince the town that she's a witch. Um, so yeah, looks neat. I can just see the Oscars now and winner by default of picture of the year, the wretched. <laughs> it's going to have to compete with birds of prey, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but I did see a movie on, uh, I saw a bunch. Actually, I know normally I don't watch anything, but obviously since I have to rest during all this period of time, I've watched a ton of movies. So like I've watched old movies I've never seen before. I watched this movie on Netflix called The Platform. Oh, that yeah. I thought was pretty good. Yeah we, yeah, we reviewed The Platform when it came out. It was nice. solid viewing. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, reminded me of Cube a lot. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I've, I've been watching a bunch of crazy stuff. But uh, that's cool. I got to check that out. Uh, Beverly Lufflin movie out. If you can remember, what's the, what do you think is the biggest movie that you saw for the first time? Or like the most, um, most popular. You mean like ever in life? No, I mean like recently. This. Like what? What's a what's a recent major movie that you've seen that, that you hadn't seen before? That you hadn't oh, seen. Before? Gotcha. Um, let me think. Uh, I watched. I watched the, I think they're like Jerry Bruckheimer produced uh, Texas Chainsaw remake movies. Um, I watched those because I played Resident Evil 7 recently and I was like, oh wait, this is kind of Texas Chainsaw like. And so I watched those and the Evil Dead remake. And I th I've been watching a lot of horror stuff because they've been uh, available for 99 cents on PlayStation. So I rented like 15 movies and just started watching them all. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know if I watched anything really big like like a blockbuster I, I don't not not that comes to mind right now unfortunately any like old best best picture winners or old-time movies or just things that you haven't gotten around to yeah i mean I, but all the old-time movies that i love movies from the 50s that's my favorite decade of movies so like i big seen, alfred hitchcock fan i like some alfred hitchcock but like the day the earth stood still that's my favorite movie it came out in 51 uh, 12 Angry Men came out in 57. I think uh, uh, Treacher of the Black Lagoon, I think, was like 54. So there's like a lot of movies in there that I've seen multiple times. But yeah, that's like my favorite decade of movies. I want to see 12 Angry Men. It's about a jury, right? D yeah. Uh, discussing a... Okay, yeah. Well, I thought it was a gangbang. <laughs> well, it depends on which version you watch. The remake is about a gangbang. Well, it's about a death penalty? It's Yeah, it's something extreme, yeah. Yeah, it's like a murder case. Check that out. I also watched a movie that was streaming on Hulu that I had seen posters for but never watched. Another Aubrey Plaza movie. Have you ever heard anybody ever heard of Ingrid Goes West? Yeah, uh, it's in my suggestions because of all those weird black comedies. Uh, I like I've been be watching. What, like <laughs> like uh, like white chicks. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of black comedy. Like, like Big Mama's house. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh yeah Dude, i love big mama's house yeah you know <laughs> like one of those 
That's I. That's one of the most regrettable things I, I've said on this podcast. What about this one? Eh, Enormous dong. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, it's not. I thought it was going to be a comedy as well. Turns out it's not really a comedy. It's yeah. it's like a single white female ish stalker drama. Yeah. So like Aubrey Plaza plays this chick who is obsessed with Instagram influencers and she finds one she likes and just moves out to California to like frequent all the places that she posts about on Instagram and just like kind of orchestrates a way to bump into her and worm her way into her life. Right. And my Julia Rose strategy. And she like yeah. kidnapped her How dog. Pay off? She kidnapped her animal or something and give it back. Uh, it ends with some guy slipping and slipping her newer DMs, telling her to smile more. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I find that a lot of movies that are billed as dark comedies are kind of like that. There's this there's is a drama, real, yeah, comedic just, about it. A dark comedy is like very bad things, which I, I think that movie is a. Very good dark comedy. I agree. I like that movie a lot. It's been a while since yeah. I've seen it, but... Yeah, me too. This didn't really have... It didn't even seem like it was trying to be a comedy. Like, it didn't have, like, ah, oh, I see what they were going for there, but that failed and wasn't funny. It was just a straight-up drama. But I ended up liking it way more than I thought I would. It was actually pretty solid. Like, Aubrey Plaza kicks ass in it. And Elizabeth Olsen is in it, and she plays an awesome just L.A. Instagram kook. And Wyatt Russell is her, you know, vegan soy boy boyfriend (laughs) named Ezra. (laughs) I'm a massive Wyatt Russell fan. Wyatt Russell is a fucking force of nature. I think that dude kicks ass and should be in way more shit. And uh, O'Shea Jackson is fucking awesome in it. I don't know. I was I was pleasantly surprised. It was very cringy at certain parts and tough to watch. Like the stuff she does, like the desperation she goes through and the psycho thing she pulls is really uncomfortable, but I was pleasantly surprised. I'll suck 3.75 Ingrid dicks. All right. It was like a uh, tight that, 90 that's minutes. Plaza dicks. That's, those are good dicks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean, she's a complete loon in that movie, but... There's parts where she looks hot as hell. <clears throat> There's a, a Batman Catwoman sex scene. Oh, Jesus. I'll just leave that there. Hey, but, uh, speaking of It put a Batman. smile on my face. <laughs> and speaking my penis. Batman, speaking of Batman, is I just saw... Is this true? I just saw rumors or something today about Michael Keaton possibly being Batman again in the Flash movie? Yes. And Seek, what? you'll appreciate the way they're trying to work him in. So apparently they're going to I think they're going to try and do a Flashpoint movie for the standalone Flash movie. Uh-huh. And uh from what I've seen if they do indeed cast uh Michael Keaton he would be Thomas Wayne Batman. What? For real? They're not Jeffrey Dean Morgan? Uh yeah. Wow. Cuz it's like alternate timeline, alternate universe. So they're going to do the Flashpoint thing where, in the alleyway, um, Bruce Wayne gets killed. Whoa. And then Thomas Wayne (laughs) has the same, like, mental spiral that Bruce Wayne does from surviving it and decides to fight crime. 
it's it's tough because I mean I'll be honest with you about doing that because of course me as a fan like I'm I'm totally cool with that story being told for the movie but when I worked at Lego, I can't tell you how many kids love that character. Flash is way more popular than I ever thought he could be. No shit. Oh man, it it was insane. It was kids would come in and ask for Spider Man or Flash. Those are the two number one superheroes. Even more than Batman, kids would ask for Flash. Like, do you have a Lego set with Flash? We want Flash. They come in with Flash shirts on. Uh, so to me, it's like, oh wow, you're gonna you're gonna make a Flash movie. It's probably gonna be PG thirteen. So you know, probably young kids can't go anyway. But still, I just feel like that's gonna be hard <laughs> for some parents who have kids with flat who are Flash fans. Be like, let's take you to a movie where an eight-year-old gets shot <laughs> <laughs> and Bruce Wayne's dad becomes an evil Batman with guns. Um, that's, that's yeah, it's going to, you know, hey, Warner Brothers, keep being you. I know. It's weird. Like the, I feel like Marvel played the slow burn. They just introduced characters in their own standalone movies, worked their way up to Avengers, and then introduced more, you know, side like a uh, lower tier characters and they were hits and then work them into shit it seems like dc was like hey look what marvel's doing let's just rush to that point yeah let's, like they're already that's what it's been from the beginning yeah, yeah since... let's sit there in three movies instead of 10 movies yeah they're already doing like a se- another this the james gunn suicide squad isn't going to be a sequel right it's like a redo like our Correct. bad <laughs> let's try this they, again they, yeah they're, they're, never mind we're doing a mulligan they got to reboot <laughs> batman and suicide squad they got to reboot like two of their franchises already yeah uh yeah i mean hey whatever like, <laughs> so, and now i mean now they're doing i can't even believe the actual snyder cut is happening and that that happened between the last time i was on the show and now like they hbo max is going to release you know the snyder cut and i'm like that's crazy like so, so now we have two versions of one movie out there. Uh, so it's going to be like, I don't know, DC, I think they're just throwing darts at a dartboard and, you know, things that stick, they'll be, they'll celebrate it. Things that don't stick, they'll just retry it again later. Yeah. How different could the Snyder cut be? Apparently pretty different because. Because he didn't cut, finish filming it, right? Isn't that. No, he a hundred percent finished filming it. Oh, He's, he did. Okay. Yeah, because he had a, he had a cut. To, originally, he filmed enough to make two movies. Uh, it was supposed to be Justice League Part One and Two, and then there was going to be a movie that took place in between them. Um, so that all went to crap, obviously. So yeah, so no, this is this is his two length, uh, two movie length. So they're just going to finish visual effects and do some ADR. But there's it doesn't end with Steppenwolf. Like it's like Steppenwolf gets beaten and then dark side shows up and then there's a whole battle with dark side. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So so yeah, actually like an entire movie got cut out of his movie. So I, cause I've been seeing it's going to cost like $20 million to make the Snyder cut. I'm guessing there'll be more than that. I'm guessing that's not just, they got some crazy editor who's like, my rate is $20 million to edit your footage. No, no, no. It's, it's because they, they, they probably have a significant amount of visual effects to do. Also remember a lot of the visual effects were done like three, four years ago. So they're going to have to touch some of those up. Oh yeah. Uh, And then they have to get rid of Superman's mustache again. 
And well, luckily all the, they're just going to use the original footage they shot. Cause all the mustache stuff was the reshoots. So they're just not going to use any of Joss Whedon's footage. So they ah. won't have to even mess with Henry Cavill's face. Oh, that'll be nice. Man, was that yeah. distracting. Yeah. Why did Joss Whedon reshoot so much? He was told to. Yeah. I don't know. He was told. Fucking they, executives. I mean, Fucking suits. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like, for me, to me, I'm not a big Snyder fan of his DC movies. But I got to say, I've never seen a fandom so committed. And the the thing that I like about that is like, you know, a lot of those guys who are hardcore um, Snyder Cut fans, they don't read a lot of the com- like some of them do read the comics, but some of them don't. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of neat that uh, I always say every generation has their own version of your favorite characters. Um, and this is definitely the version that a, a, a big group of people out there want. And that group, they raised money for charities and they put billboards up at New York Comic Con and saying it's like I don't know any fandom that has gone that far to promote a movie that that wasn't ever gonna come out until they made enough noise to make it come out. I mean, that's crazy to me. I I had a tweet land with a thud in this vein where I tweeted out the original poster for uh, all the money in the world. And then hashtag release the spacey cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I, I did try, not go over well. I try to get people to get on the bandwagon for release the the Pope cut, the Tim Pope cut of the Crow City of Angels. Um, but oh, that's boy. never going to happen. That's a deep cut there, there, Seek. That was the first movie that I ever knew there was behind the scenes problems of was the first Crow because obviously Brandon Lee died, and then when the second one was coming out. I would scour the internet looking for interviews, anything I could find. And there is an entire cut of the Crow City of Angels that's like two hours and 10 minutes long that David Goyer wrote and Tim Pope directed that is apparently way better than the 92-minute version that Harvey Weinstein edited down. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what this movie needs is some more slit. Yeah. The the original Crow was like my favorite movie up until I was like twelve. That's uh, that's I have a f- child named after that movie. You do, yeah. yeah. That's my favorite comic book movie is the Crow. I don't associate it with com- being a comic book movie, but now that you mention it, I guess I guess it would be, yeah, or yeah. be in the conversation for me too. I love the Crow. I like the Crow and Blade. They're up there. Yeah. No Blade. Black Crow. <laughs> I love. I honestly love like every other Wesley Snipes movie. Uh, Haven't I'm you really, not seen Blade? You know, no, um, I'm not really into vampires. Like that's the sticking Demolition point, not Wesley Man, Snipes. Oh, but Blade, Blade's so fucking good. Blade is good. Yeah, um, I'm stoked and, to see uh, Mahershala Ali take up the mantle too. Although I still think Wesley Snipes could pull it off. He could. I still think he could do it, but but no, I, I'm Mahershala Ali is awesome. But I, I like um, I like uh, yeah. I don't know. The Blade was was cool. It, it was uh to me, comic book movies had started to get really stupid by that point in the '90s, and Blade was the one that kind of balanced everything back. Deacon Frost. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know enough of what you're talking about to combat with anything, so I uh, agree. Well, but I guess what I you know. The comic movies got pretty bad. We had like a lot of silly stuff, including a movie that's very prominent today because the we. Director, I love how you the take director, ownership of it. The, 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 whole, the, 
the whole the comic Brit- book movie experience sequel apologize for at least the well, 90s yeah. the um the uh the director died today uh joel schumacher yeah um he, he directed batman and robin and and uh that was what a lot of people thought was going to kill the superhero genre and then blade came out like a year later which was thank goodness but uh, yeah, Joel Schumacher. I love his stuff. He made some really great movies: Saint Elmo's Fire, Lost Boys, Eight Millimeter, um, the like. Uh, what was it? Falling Down. Like he's besides uh, Batman, he's made a lot of great stuff. I didn't I'm realize he was that old. Neither did yeah. I. Yeah. When I saw that he died, I was like, "What?" And then when it said, I read the rest of the headline. It was like Joel Schumacher dies at eighty. I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. All right, I guess that makes sense. Holy shit. Yeah, I was looking for like COVID or something. I was like, "Why is this?" I, this guy, I thought this guy's been dead. What happened? No, he's been fighting cancer for a couple years, I think. So, Jeff, if you don't like vampire movies, do you at least like The Lost Boys? That's a kick-ass. Is that movie. with Kiefer? Yeah, yeah. I maggots, Michael. You're oh. eating maggots. You've never seen Mag- it? You've oh, got to watch. Oh, it's so good. I watch yeah. it every year around Halloween. What about Lost Boys: The Tribe? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Is that the one that focuses on the Frog Brothers? Yeah, there's a couple that focus on the Frog Brothers. There's like two or three movie sequels. Yeah, the Tribe is the most recent. Is one of the most recent ones. Yeah, I'm did, pulling up Joel Schumacher. Did Dominic films. make you watch that? No, I think I watched it. I got it from Netflix willingly. <laughs> is Batman and Robin? Is that the one with nipples? Is that Batman's got nipples? And Batman Forever. Both of the Joel Schumacher movies have nipples. <laughs> Best Joel Schumacher movie, A Time to Kill. I Great love movie. That movie. That's a Great classic. Yeah. I just recently watched a Joel Schumacher movie for the first time, Flatliners. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, I'd never seen it before. I remember it came out when I was a kid, and it frightened me. A Time to Kill is a remake of another one of my favorite movies, Jeff. Um, okay. To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. Yeah. It's awesome. It's a book, too. I read the book. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, Attic- Atticus Finch is good American. Definitely in the bracket for great Americans. Underrated Indeed. Joel Schumacher movie, Phone Booth. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. Phone Booth kicked ass. Is yeah. that the one with Colin Farrell? Yeah. Yes. And Kiefer. And Kiefer, yep. He likes Kiefer. Who he does? doesn't? Kiefer's a fucking, or did. I fucking love Kiefer. Great human being. Kiefer. Yeah. Right. I remember I saw 8mm in the theater at Bing. That's the Nicolas Cage movie about snuff films, right? Yeah, and Joaquin yeah. Phoenix. Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, Joaquin Phoenix in it. Movie's good. I, I like it's that movie. So Me too. Yeah. It's, I saw that because when I went to Bing Bong school, they used to do on the weekends because everybody was like lived on campus seven days a week. They, they would set up like weekend trips that you could sign up for. And I, you know, went Saturday and Sunday, they always had a movie trip. So I made a point to go to the movies once a week. And I wrote reviews for the, the school newspaper and shit. And nice. uh, I was Can like, we get all our right. hands on any of those? <laughs> no, dude, because I found, I found my old, I, I won a medal because uh, I also wrote the, the horoscopes. And they submitted it to this big, like, we went to, they took us on this trip to this crazy packed auditorium full with full of, like, high schools from around the country of, 
to give out like the high school newspaper awards and shit. The high school Pulitzers? Something like that, yeah. And I won best horoscopes. I got a fucking medal sitting on my shelf. Like I dug the the medal. How do you write horoscopes? How do you? Must have been a down year for horoscopes, huh? Yeah. No, because they were all ridiculous. They were all absurd. Like I put like um, if you diarrhea, right? uh, I mean, I don't think they let me put too many poop jokes in, and. I had all of them saved, and they were at my mom's place, and now we can't find them anywhere. But they were stuff like if you, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but like if you take a dump in your shoe and leave it outside your dorm room, um, the turd fairy will come and leave you a bunch of human teeth. So every horoscope was just absurd, retarded shit like that. And I fucking won an award. It's <laughs> nice, man. You can put that on your resume. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I award-winning horoscope writer. So I was looking at the movies that came out that weekend, and I saw Eight Millimeter listed. I was like, "Oh, I'll check that out." And I was the only person who signed up. And there always had to be a chaperone with the students. So a teacher, it was me and a teacher sitting in the theater alone watching Eight Millimeter, and she was so disturbed by it. She went back to school. And was like, we cannot let any more children see a millimeter. <laughs> that movie is pretty, pretty rough. It yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's I'm, really heavy. In that in that same vein, I was on a church youth group like weekend trip. And, Something went bad. Oh no. Did the, you end up in a snuff the film? Kids that were in my hotel room with me. We rented sleepers. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. Like, Is that the Brad we were Pitt, like Kevin Bacon, and sophomores in high school, and we watched sleepers one one night at like midnight. <laughs> oh man, I could scar you. Good movie yeah. though. A great movie, but yeah. it is that's a rough one too. I, I'd yeah. suck four and a half sleepers, dicks. <laughs> oh Jesus. Yeah. So would uh, Kevin Bacon. Yes. <laughs> God. Yep. Uh, that's a good. He movie. was the bad guy yeah. in that movie, right? Am I misremembering what? things? Did Kevin, Kevin was, was the bad guy? He was the bad yeah. guy, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was a, a bit of a kid diddler. Just making yeah. sure my joke was on point. I want to see my that kid new diddling movie joke. Him. Uh, the 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 you should have left the house movie. Um. Oh yeah, I saw everybody's bummed out about that because his love interest is young in it. They, yeah, I mean, they make a, I think they make that comment in the movie that he left a woman his age to be with a woman who's younger. Um, and that's part of the plot. So I don't want to spoil that, but it's written that's by the, the guy, dream, who wrote, right? Right. It's, it's <laughs> written by the guy who wrote uh, Stir of Echoes and um, Spider Man One. Oh, dude, uh, I like Stir of Echoes. I love Stir of Echoes. And he wrote and directed this one too. So yeah, I'm curious to check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you guys, the, the, I don't know. I actually lost my train of thought, so I'll just shut up now. It happens. You've been a lot smoking here. pot again, huh, Zeke? <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry, guys. <laughs> you get into those edibles. <laughs> that Florida endo. <laughs> <laughs> Something in the air, that's for sure. Uh, well, I got an email here Yay. that touches on some Florida endo. Oh, that's what I was gonna say. My review of Eight Millimeter is, man, this is the the Batman movie Joel Schumacher should have made. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Has, has anyone seen a snuff film? Do those actually exist? I like, don't believe they're a thing. I don't want to ever. Uh, it's bad enough watching people get killed on the internet, you know, by 
gun violence or, or getting killed by cops. Like I can't do it. I don't like watching people die. No, I mean, I watched yeah, me and my buddies rented faces of death when we were like 12 or 13 or something. And we got maybe five minutes into that and turned it off. Like, oh, yeah, this wasn't as fun as we thought it would be. <laughs> no. Uh, oh yeah. The email, this mm, is I'll just porn hub it, I guess, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is from Riley. Says, hey, gang, just a bearded dude writing to say, great show, and don't shave your beard. Trust me when I say you're the only one that sees the imperfections when it's really not bad at all. Keep it neat and you'll be fine. Again, I have to respectfully disagree. Shuddy, what is your favorite edible, and is it the same as your usual dosing treat of choice? Hmm. That is a good question. Uh, I mean, I guess technically my favorite edible is the, the scissor. Yeah. Weed lean. It's tough. The to weed be. lean is, is delightful. Um, I had some medicated peanut butter cups oh. that were five milligrams and they were the perfect dosage for me just to, Get a little high. Uh, but, you know, a baked treat is good, too. Like a like a pot Rice Krispie treat. Uh, but Run it's very up. hard. Snack it. Uh, it's very hard to get the dosage right when I make them. So um, right now it's just I just on gummies and uh, the weed lean. Now, Seek, I'll ask you the same question before we continue with the email, but since you don't partake, um, we recently did a snack it, a snack bracket to find the best snack. What would you say your favorite snack is? Uh, I'm really boring. I actually don't like snacks, um, so I usually about, just like... I say, I, how about this? What if I give you the final four and you make your decision? Would that help you? And then maybe that... Sure. I mean, I, I mean, I do snack on like carrots and celery and peanut butter crackers. That's probably it. So yeah, what are your final four? Yeah, neither one of those made the bracket. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, the final four Nothing. was Reese's. You get the Reese's family, excluding Reese's Pieces. So Reese's Fast Break, Reese's all, Pieces, all the, all the cups, all the miniature cups, all that stuff. Okay. Um, and well, all right, yeah. So Reese's. Then we had popcorn. I actually wrote on the bracket smart food popcorn, but because that was the best representation of snack popcorn, but you could have taken it any direction. So we'll go popcorn, Reese's, Captain Crunch, and Rice Krispie Treats. And Rice Krispie Treats includes whatever version. I mean, like, not just like the Kellogg and the packaging, like homemade Rice Krispie Treats. You know, I'm. I'll be honest with you, out of all those four things, I do eat Rice Krispie Treats, and I, I do like them. Nice. Yeah, a yeah. lot. I like them Reese- a lot. They were in the championship. They lost to Reese's. I'm not, I was I'm really not hoping that Seek would say, because he's not a big snacker, he, he eats popcorn. <laughs> I was really wanting Seek to pick popcorn, so fucking Voice of God would shut the fuck up. At, um, at Christmas, I'll sometimes <laughs> eat the, the kettle corn caramel popcorn sometimes. But that's, that's yeah. But that's it. I, I don't. I really don't snack a lot. I, I usually just eat like two, three meals a day, and that's it. I or didn't I think about this. 
But does Cracker? I think Cracker Jacks go into the popcorn. Go in with popcorn, right? That's yep. popcorn. Cracker Jacks yeah. should stay in their own category, which is diarrhea. <laughs> you don't like Cracker Jacks. <laughs> They're disgusting. It's it's popcorn that they fermented in a grill as asshole for like eight months, and then he shits them out. You don't like gorilla asshole? <laughs> I this think Cracker Jacks are disgusting. Cracker Jacks. <laughs> and their prizes no, suck. Yeah. No, I mean like literal peanut butter crackers, like, you know, where it's like two crackers and peanut butter sandwich in the middle. Like that's, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I know what you're talking oh, about. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm not a big snack guy. Sorry. They, I guess they could have been in the big, the big box region along with Rice Krispie Treats and then, and you're voting, you're, Dumbass brain, you would have voted them through, but we would have been stopped along the way. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> My dumbass brain. Uh, Sorry, yeah, you're right. It's an opinion. My bad. The Riley's email goes on and says, "And the dragon, Dookie boy, the cocksucker, Uh-oh. Jeff, <laughs> would you suck Did a he dick?" Say both of those. Yeah, he called you the dragon, and then followed up with Dookie boy, the cocksucker. Nice. <laughs> Jeff, what do you got for me, Riley? Would you suck a dick to completion or dream every night that you're sucking dicks to completion until you wake up? (laughs) Hopefully I get better in my dream state at blowing guys and then get it out of the way fast. So does it like ruin my sleep every night? Like it's like night terrors. Like I'm waking up. Yeah, you wake up and you're like, oh, oh, it was just a dream again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why do you got bags under your eyes? Oh, I don't want to tell you about the dreams I've been having. I might like suck a dick to get out of it, but currently, as the scenario is presented to me, I'll take the the blowjob night terrors. <laughs> yeah, and like, how many nights of it do you think it'll take of the blowjob night terrors before you just suck a dick to get it over with? Yeah, they're hyper realistic. All of them. It would take me all of the nights. I would make it through. I don't know. I could see. I mean, if if it's if I'm waking up like three or four times in a night because of because of blowjob like dream <laughs> inception blowjob gags. I don't know. I might I might make it like a month or something. You're, like and your 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 future wife is lying in bed next to you and she you're sleeping and she's awake reading a book and you're tossing and turning like no no, no go on. I'm just thinking of uh, you said it, or like you said I it. rise up and it's like oh, oh I'm like in a cold sweat and then she's yeah. still lying down but like turned away from me he's like it's the blowjobs again isn't it <laughs> oh he pinched my nose this time. <laughs> I'm just imagining since you said Inception that it's a, it's like a a dick trailer that plays in your head that was directed by uh, by um, what's the name who who made in, uh, Inception um, Christopher, Christopher Nolan. Nolan yeah so it's like it's like the dick coming into view and you hear that big music or it's like Pee-wee's spinning dick top it's Pee-wee's big adventure you're just running away from like an eight foot dick that's chasing you yeah. Yeah, if I if my subconscious starts to get angry, I just got people pulling their dicks out and like throwing them at me, like, <laughs> whipping me with their dick. Uh, and then Riley says, "Thank you for all the awesome content you guys provide, and I hope to get on the Patreon soon." Hey, we hope to get you on the Patreon soon as well, man. It's a lot of hard work, but I feel like we're putting out some really good shit there. So, 
Check it out, friend. Patreon.com slash Mad Scientist Party Hour. And Seek, you stopped your, your Patreon, right? Yeah, I did. I I just um I know I have more free time right now, but I just knew once I start working again, I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. And honestly, I I don't know. I, I'm I don't know. I'm weird. I overthink things, and I just didn't want to take anyone's money during the pandemic. So that was the other reason I I canceled it. Should have given it to me. <laughs> but uh, but I think everyone that supported me on there, and and maybe I'll try it again at some point down the road. Word. Well, hey, it was good having you here, man. It's good to hear your voice again. Yeah, no, thanks for inviting me. I meant a lot. And it was, man, it's so good to hear you guys. Thank you. Speaking of Patreon, are you going to hop on our Patreon or do you got to go to bed? Uh, No, I'll, yeah, no, I'll stay with you guys. It's still raining out, so I can't walk Echo. So, yeah, hang out with you. All right, sweet. You can if you don't be such a bitch about the rain. <laughs> Echo doesn't like the rain. I'm fine. Uh, all right, yeah, throw your dog under the bus, whatever. <laughs> Girl, man, you are. <laughs> Uh, thank you everybody for listening uh, like we said if you need more MSPH in your life we're fucking cranking it out weekly so go to patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour and sign up uh, you got something Jeff yeah two notes just shout out again to Dom for MSPH wrestling for oh, we, got, that's right. we, forgot to, we forgot to hype it up last episode and we almost forgot to shout it out but it was another I know it just, the uh, shows we just got so much shit to do on the shows it's my bad, Dom. It was Dom. another success. Yeah. I don't know if it got as many uh, viewers as MSPH3. I didn't keep track of that, but it was just as awesome. And, and Shuddy set up a Zoom call ahead of time that ran well. Um, people weren't really talking over themselves, and it seemed like everyone was having fun. Dom, I know I had a lot of fun. Dom texted me today that he loved the Zoom aspect, and that will be a part of MSPH Wrestling 5. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, also, um, I guess we should probably do a quick recap of those, right? Yeah, do the recap and the other stuff he sent you. Okay, so the first match was a triple threat table elimination match for the MSPH Television Championship. A lot of wrestling lingo there that I don't quite understand, but it was um, <laughs> Dom versus Mighty Boognish versus Arts, a real true stoner who was the champ. And basically, when you get put through a table, you're eliminated. Um, and I think uh, Boognish was the first one to get put through 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 a table, right? Art, yep, Arts put Boognish through a table, and then and then, and then Dom picked up Arts and just tossed him through a table. So Dominic won. Again, and everybody called rigged because Dominic, of course, sets all these up. But he just sets the computer on auto run. And I don't know. I'm starting to think maybe Dom is set, um, rigging these things because every match I'm in, I get my fucking bitch ass tossed around like a rag doll and immediately eliminated. And Dominic somehow keeps on winning. Yeah, there's something going on. I've, I've had a pretty embarrassing outing the past couple MSPH wrestlings and um, it's just great all the Puminati is there because Jeff Clark the digital character does not spend a lot of time at the event <laughs> <laughs> I am of course joking Dominic I don't think he cheated uh, the I, next one I'm leaving it open the next one was an elimination chamber match for the MSPH money in the bank briefcase so it was big sexy versus shuddy boy versus myself as my alter ego, alter ego pubic zirconia 
versus Voice of God Mike uh, versus Ginger and Deuce, Ginger and Juice, Jesus Christ, can't talk, versus D. Witt. So two people started, and everybody else was sealed in these, like, fart chambers, I kept calling them. They look like those glass chambers in game shows where a fan starts blowing and dollar bills start flying through the air and you have to grab them. Um, so who... Mike's <laughs> News ended up cleaning house and eliminating just about everyone and winning. I think he definitely cheated. Yeah, everybody oh, yeah. who won cheated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so yeah, Voice of God won and got the money. Oh, shit. What the fuck? I don't know what that was. Uh, oh, no. Where did it go? I lost Tom's email. So yeah, Mike won and got the money in the briefcase. Which money can, in the bank. Money briefcase. in the bank. It's in a briefcase. And he can cash that in at any time he wants. That will play in later. Then we went to the eight-man battle royale. Uh, Bonesy versus Boochies versus Low Man 19 versus Spat versus Shawnee Killface versus Twisted Texan versus Happy Smokes versus Chief Brody. Oh, my goodness. Uh, wow, why does this thing keep closing out on me? Oh, shite. So, yeah, who won that one? Twisted Texan got brutally clotheslined out of the ring by Chief Brody, and he became the number one contender. Shout out to you, Chief Brody. Then there was an Anything Goes Iron Woman. Oh, it's going to do that fucking thing again. Oh, maybe not. Uh, Anything Goes Iron Woman match for the MSPH Women's Championship, which was Curvy Beer Girl versus the champ, Red Rage. And... It was basically the most, it was a 15-minute match, and whoever got the, uh, the total most wins or, or pins and submissions took it. And Curvy Beer Girl just fucking put a hurt in she, on she Red took Rage. Re, she took Red Rage to the woodshed for sure. Yeah, uh, and even got an assist from Lana, who I guess Lana, is a yep, WWE is a, diva. Who correct. Was, I'm pretty sure is that unscheduled or did Dom program that too? No, that was unscheduled. That is ra- completely random. Yeah, so the computer just decided to interfere with that match and have Lana come in and just I think slammed uh Red Rage. And yeah, Curvy Beer Girl just took her to the cleaners with a score of 7 to 4 submissions and is the new MSPH Women's Champ. And then there was There a- was a lot of anger in that match. Those two ladies, there were lots of cookie punches for sure. Oh yeah, that's how right. Fights are. There was a lot of ice needed for both vaginas after that match. <laughs> Some Jesus. brutal cookie thrashing going on there. <laughs> uh, then we moved on to the triple threat TLC match for the World Heavyweight Championship, which was Jeff the Terror Clark who was Blippi's mystery attacker versus the Royal... Who? What was Daniel LaRusso the champ of? Was he the he won, Royal I, Rumble? I want to say he was the, the MSPH Wrestling 2 Royal Rumble winner. Okay, so Daniel Same. LaRusso was in that along with this champ Skeletor. So it was the three of them. And uh, Skeletor in a stunning upset, lost his 10-year title reign. 
That's to, like Bob Backlund. Holy shit. That's forever. To Daniel LaRusso, who just fucked everybody up. He yeah, basically I was, I was like laid, basketball court. He played dead most of the match and then just climbed up the ladder and took the belt while Jeff watched like an asshole. Yeah, I held the ladder for him. Yeah, you got cucked by the karate kid. <laughs> yeah, I wish that that wasn't accurate, but that's, that's pretty much exactly what had happened. So that was going to be the main event, but the voice of God decided to cash in his Money in the Bank briefcase and took on Daniel LaRusso in an I Quit match for the World Heavyweight Championship, which ended up being the longest match in MSPH history. You basically can only win by submitting the other person. You put them in a submission hold, and if the person taps, it's over, and they lose. And it just went on and on and on, submission after submission after submission. Nobody tapped. Deep Voice Mike was a bloody fucking mess. He looked like he went through a wood chipper. And it got to the point where Dominic had to take the controller, change the rules. That didn't do anything. So Dominic just assumed control of Deep Voice Mike and could not get the Karate Kid to submit. So the Karate Kid ended up beating Dominic playing as Deep Voice Mike in a stunning upset, leaving everybody baffled. And everybody in Twitch and the Zoom chat was having so much fun, we kept the party going with an unannounced surprise 30-man Royal Rumble match. Uh, which had another stunning upset. I think on on the Zoom, we were talking to Deep Voice Mike, who pulled out like a wrestling jacket. What was that jacket? It was a Hulk Hogan WWF jacket. And didn't he get it from Mean Gene? He sure did. So that story prompted Dominic to put Mean Gene as one of the 30 men in the Royal Rumble. And it came down to... The last two men standing was Deep Voice Mike and Mean Gene. And Mean Gene crushed Deep Voice Mike. Just a fucking stunning night of surprises and twists and turns and upsets. So It was a great event. It really was. It was almost the full Lincoln. It was almost the full Irishman. It was, I think, just shy of three and a half hours. It was three... Uh, Dom texted me... Uh, yesterday it was three hours, eleven minutes, and three seconds. <laughs> oh my god! I was tanked at the end of that. <laughs> uh, it was a lot of fun, and it was a lot of fun hanging out with everybody on Zoom and putting a lot more faces to names. Yeah, that was that was a, a cool cool way to spend a Saturday night drinking and hanging out with the Puminati and the homies. So you have a teaser, a little teaser for the next one, right? I do. Dominic put the MSPH Wrestling 5 announcement. Due to the controversial endings to both the Elimination Chamber and I Quit matches, Ginger and Juice and the Voice of God Mike will be entered into a main event uh, for a shot at the Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship. The main event of MSPH Wrestling 5 will be a fatal four-way steel cage match for the Undisputed World Heavyweight Championship. Voice of God Mike versus Ginger and Juice versus Mean Gene Okerlund uh, versus Daniel LaRusso. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> then there will be a Team USA versus Team Canada in a Survivor Series tag team elimination match. Jeff yes. is very excited for that one. Uh, I've been looking to beat Canada's ass. 
Here's a surprising tidbit of information. It's been revealed that Blippy has hired an assassin to wreak havoc on the MSPH wrestling roster for not having his back during the brutal attack by Jeff Clark at MSPH Wrestling 3. Making his debut is Blippy's hired gun, Thunderwolf. <laughs> of course it would be fucking Thunderwolf. <laughs> of course it would be. The fucking uh, hero of the Puminati. <laughs> More Puminati making their debuts will be announced in the coming weeks, and the date and time of MSPH Wrestling 5 will be announced soon. Once again, shout out to Dominic for all of his hard work. He puts so much attention to detail and so much time putting these together and trying to make interesting matches that everybody's going to love and everybody does love, and uh, it's much appreciated. These are very fun nights. I strongly advise anybody to follow Dom twitch.tv slash domv311 and then you can just stay tuned for when when these come up if you don't hear our announcement or if we space out and forget to do it like we did last week absolutely oh um and one more announcement just also a reminder to you guys we're gonna record tuesday next week because it's my brother's birthday on monday and we're gonna go out and do stuff that's right yeah so thank you puminati gets grumpy come uh monday night tuesday morning if we don't have a new podcast out. So I'm just telling you now, and it's my fault, so you can direct it at me. My bad. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, Seek. Sure. Uh, you got Thank any you stuff you wanna you wanna plug? Uh just Jeff Clark's butthole. I mean, uh <laughs> sorry, yeah, uh, my YouTube channel is just plug Seek. away. <laughs> it won't take long, I promise. I'm a quick finisher. Um oh, yeah, I just have YouTube Jeez. and uh, you know, I'm my YouTube channel's been growing. I'm nearing 2,500 subscribers. Hell yeah. So, uh, so thank everyone from the Puminati that supports me over there. And, um, and yeah, that's just been my main focus. I have two YouTube channels and I'm just trying to blow them both up with content. And I've been getting a lot of interviews. I'll be, you're going to love this, Kevin. I'm interviewing JM Dematis, the oh. legendary comic book writer. Um, and I know you and Shuddy would love that. So I'm going to interview him on Wednesday and that'll be up on my show this weekend. So Fuck I'm getting yeah. a lot of big Venom content. I'm going to be interviewing Donnie Cates as well. Oh, I and, thought uh, James Mattis was one of uh, Trump's secretary of defenses. J.M. J. DeMattis. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but yeah, so just find me on YouTube and then at, on Twitter and Instagram at Venom Vlog. Hell yeah. Uh, and you can also follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Fade the Media. Are you not? Seek, what's up? Seek, what's your thingy? Oh, I'm sorry. I already uh, add Venom vlog. Sorry. <laughs> just, just helps keeps us and keep us in the pattern. You got it. Add Venom vlog. Uh, if you want to be a part of voicemails, yay! Just call 201-472-0139 and leave a message after the beep. And you can always send your emails to madscientist at riotcast.com. We'll see you on the Patreon. But until next time, <gasps> something. No! Fuck! Alright. Fucking iPad's dead despite charging it. I wonder what happened there. Okay. Let's. 
Jeff and Shuddy. Also tried to add Seek. Why is... Sup, homie? What up, Shud? Not much. So I... Somehow fucked up. What'd you do? Um, I always check the iPad. You asked Jeff to be a member before. of this show six years ago? <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> the iPad, I always check it the day before the show. And it's somehow dead, despite me charging it a couple of days ago. And it usually charges up quick and holds one. See Hello? you there. We have a we have a dead. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes, can you sir. Hear us? Yes, I can. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, you might uh, hear lightning. Sweet. I yeah, like lightning. I I told lightning to join me tonight. I miss lightning. Well, you know, uh, they don't feel bad about breaking up with you, and they're they're mine now. Well, whatever. I still got tons of nudes of lightning that I can do revenge <laughs> porn with. You hear that All lightning? Right. Are we talking about actual lightning? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we were, and then it kind of it like took a hard left. Uh, <laughs> uh oh, shit just got real. Uh, no, I mean, I knew that you guys were joking, but I didn't know what you were referring to as lightning. Oh. Uh, it is also thunderstorming here. You're back in uh, on oh. the East Coast, right? See, yeah. you're yeah. in South Carolina. I'm in Florida. Florida, you're right. Oh, Florida. so you're, you're experiencing one of the daily thunderstorms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's like the sixth one in a row. Yeah, I remember because the, the first and only time I ever went skydiving was in Florida. And I remember thinking, like, there's no way this, this plays out. There's fucking thunderstorms every five minutes. Yeah. And it worked. <laughs> uh, they, the window, the, the skies relented and let me skydive. That's where you met lightning. Yeah. Now, Seek, don't be shy about referring to Jeff by his new nicknames. <laughs> Which are? Uh... The Sloth of MSPH or Dookie Boy the Cocksucker? Awesome. Dookie Boy the Cocksucker. <laughs> All right. Cool. Dookie yeah, Boy the, the Cocksucker. Sloth of MSPH just came up, what, last night? Was that it? Uh, no, it was Saturday, Saturday night, night during MSPH <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, to be the sloth of this group is, is quite a feat. <laughs> so um <laughs> our friend dominic seek uh has as long as i've known him and shuddy's known him longer than me and mm -hmm. as long as shuddy's known him has bought the whatever the current wwf wwe video game is makes custom wrestlers and then sets <laughs> royal Rum rumbles or other computer generated matches and will often make friends and people in our crew as characters and then just sets it to auto mode, and then that becomes an event. So, you know, you smoke, a, you smoke a doobie, you crack a few beers, and then just watch the computer-generated versions of yourselves beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually amazing. 
So a couple months back, Dominic announced he was going to do an MSPH treatment. I mean, I think it was like a week into quarantine. He was so bored that he he fired it back up and then it spiraled into uh, it's almost an exclusive all Puminati event. Cool. Yeah. And they're fucking epic. So we did we did the fourth one over the weekend. And Dominic also puts like uh, celebrities and stuff. Sometimes he makes them. And I guess now you can download custom made skins of people. So cool. on the Royal Rumbles, you know, all of us are in there and some of the fans and listeners and stuff. And then he'll throw in a bunch of celebrities on top of it because it's just funny to watch. And Sloth from the Goonies enters. And <laughs> so I forget how it came up, but somebody was like, who's that in the Superman shirt? And somebody was like, that's Jeff. <laughs> no, I said, we were talking about Sloth and I said, Jeff, lots of people call you the Sloth of MSPH. <laughs> and we did uh we were doing a zoom call which went over very well so uh, lots of people got to hear that and enjoyed it nice well if the name fits yeah you'll have to you'll have to come hang out for the next one seek yeah for sure what game are you playing it's uh, WWE 2K. Oh, what game am I playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm playing NHL 20. Gotcha. Echo, what the fuck are you doing? Can you you can fight in those games still, right? Yes. It's not like yeah, mutant league hockey, very good but no, nothing's like mutant league hockey. Is what Ty Domi is... Ty Domi in there? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh. You guys, you guys make me miss California so much right now. I tell you what, when I'm not in California, I miss California. Yeah. <laughs> well, now that a piece of I have the one thing that I like most about California in oh, my house. This son of a bitch! <laughs> I don't need you fuckers anymore. <laughs> I got California in my room. <laughs> man uh i don't know what's going on with jeff fuck him i texted him seek seek is taking his spot all right you're you're jeff now seek oh fuck. i guess i'm the sloth yeah yep you're dookie boy the cocksucker you're no, also gonna have to take your, your pants time. and underwear off for the intro oh. <laughs> looks like we might have oh. jeff saved by the cocksucker man if anybody can make like a photoshop of us on like a saved by the bell poster (laughs) with us photoshopped as cast members god damn that would be epic not screech (laughs) i'm loving jeff's facial hair right now I'm definitely Zach Morris. I'm, I'm, I'm I call dibs on fine ass Lisa Turtle. Oh damn it! You win. I'd be Mario Lopez. Didn't he recently get canceled? Yes, he well, did. No, he didn't get canceled. But he, um, when he married, was it Brooke Burke? Is that who he married? Is it or bastard? No, it was who the fuck was it? 
Who was that other one that was around at that time? Brooke Burke. Kathy Alex. Ireland. No. She was in a fucking stupid movie that Dominic and I watched. Oh, he was married to Allie, Allie Landry. Landry. Yeah. For like, for like 30 minutes. Yeah, it says on uh, on his Wikipedia uh, she spouse. She found out that he cheated Allie during Landry, his party. 20, 2004 to 2004. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a good year. They got married, and she almost immediately found out that he was fucking oh, that's strippers right. or something. He was like a sex a, addict, right? During his bachelor party, yeah. Man, I tell you, if I and, look like Mario Lopez, I'd be a fucking sex addict, too. <laughs> Dude's got options. <laughs> I don't know if it should be considered being a sex addict when you look like Mario Lopez. Yeah, that's just called... Yeah. The only thing separating all of us from being sex addicts is looking like Mario Lopez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds more like playing the hand he's dealt than, than <laughs> yeah. being a sex addict. Yeah, Mario Lopez, he doesn't as really have much of a choice in the matter. Consensually and wasn't being a oh, yeah. Harvey Weinstein about it. Of course. Uh, Jeff, it sounds like you're not on your mic mic. It sounded like you were getting the, the laptop mic. Oh, I'm in one guy. Sorry. Hey, it's why we have the Easter egg. We fucking... We test and check the equipment. Iron out the, iron out the kinks. I fucked up the iPad. All right, do I sound better? You're quiet Very again. But we yep. might have to do that thing where we just wait for your microphone to warm up. I'm sure it'll pick up eventually. Is that a thing? <laughs> I mean, the ball. that's what it seems like it comes to every week. And then out of nowhere, it just gets normal volume. Oh. Does that sound better? No. no it's still quiet. Oh, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I mean... What do you usually do? <laughs> Usually just works eventually. Hmm. Well, let's see. I can make a series of of strange noises. Yeah. That's some under underwater bung tonguing. Oh God. Are you on a thumbnail right now? You're not doing a, a there we go. Shot. You're loud again. Yeah, you sound good. Just you know, break me more. I didn't I was just asking you why you're not doing your or firing up your feed. Um I'm I'm actually just a I ever since I moved to Florida I just became a, a single picture of myself. I don't even have that. I just have an SI on the screen. For Sports Illustrated. <laughs> What part of Florida are you in again? The, the race part. part. Yeah, the hot part. Um, yeah, I'm in Orlando. Nice. I might be visiting you soon. I'm gonna need your help on a few things. You talking <laughs> about the NBA? Yeah, we're gonna. Me and you're gonna break into the bubble. I'm. I'm trying to get a job there. Like for the NBA stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that works out for you, man. I hope so too. I have a friend who. When they, they used to come down here like one, like once a year to do a couple of games, and my friend would work that event. So he's he's waiting for them to call him, um, and they're going to start up in like mid-July. So he's going to – if he gets hired, he's going to try to hire me. Yeah, they're going to run training camp in mid-July and start yeah. 
opening it up or closing I mean, it off. I'm confused. Yeah. Are they closing it off? Yeah. Or are they closing off part of it? As far as I know, they're going to allow the teams in and the camera crews, but I don't think any guests. I thought they're planning on allowing guests like by the end of July. So like yeah. guests will be able to go to the park, but then part of it will be closed off for the players. Well, this is at Wide World of Sports, so it's not really connected to any of the parks. Okay. It's part, you, it's uh, a resort that it's, yeah, it's going to be at. Yeah, yeah. So they're closing off that particular resort from the public. Right. That's going to be a resort just for the crew, the, the the teammates, and all that. There's, I think, like seven different buildings or eight different buildings, so everyone can be spread out. And uh, there's four different courts there. So they're going to run simultaneous games, I think. Man, I want to go. It would yeah, be I mean, like a, a dream to be like stuck in a three month like basketball only bubble. Well, I'll let you know if I get my foot in the door, and if so, you know you got a free place to stay, so you come down and check it out. Well, I only, I just need access to the bubble, then I'll work it out from there. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> when do you find out if you get it? Probably mid July. So. Oh, you're waiting for your buddy to go in, right? Exactly. Yeah. You're not tripping with like your health, your health stuff, right? I mean, I guess is your health issues. Correct me if I'm wrong. Aren't like respiratory. Uh, I no? have I have respiratory problems, but my health is uh, not related to that. No. Okay, so you're not as like worried about COVID. I'm as... super terrified about it. I don't go anywhere right. with a mask on, actually. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so no, I'm actually super freaked out, especially down here. I mean. Nobody fucking wants to wear the masks down here. I know. It bums me out, man, because my mom lives in Florida. Yeah. And, like, she's taking, you know, precautions. You know, she's not going to public places unless she has to. And she's staying home and working from home. And she washes her hands and all that shit. And she wears her mask. But she has to go and get groceries and stuff. And those fucking dumbasses aren't wearing masks. And yeah. it's for other people. So, like, they're basically just like, yeah, fuck everybody else. And it's like, I don't, my mom's not particularly old. She's in her late fifties, but I feel like she's got worse chances of, uh, of beating COVID than I do. Yeah. Did, did you see that? Off. Did you see that video of that, that old fuck that tried to, he was like pushing his way into Walmart, uh, this morning. I yeah. saw, yeah. Her scumbag. Yeah. What a, and, and that's everywhere. Like when I, I went to Walmart just the other day to get groceries and I walked past I would say probably over 50% of the people in there didn't have masks on. It was just me and the workers and a couple other customers. And, um, and I'm walking by people and this one guy just straight up, I'm like grabbing stuff and I just happened to make eye contact with him. And he was like, you got a problem? And I go with what? And he goes, never mind." And he walked away and I'm like, and then I was like, Oh, he probably thought I had an issue with him because of his mask, but I just randomly made eye contact with him. Um, oh, so he's one of those guys who's like probably just, sure. Had no yeah. business at Walmart. He probably didn't even need to buy anything. He just wanted yeah, to show he, up there not wearing a mask and like flex on people and be like, ooh, yeah. start yeah. a fight with me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and I, if I would have, if I was wise to it, I probably would have given him what he wanted, but I kind of was just like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. And then I was after he went away, I was like, oh, that's what he wanted. I'm like, oh, well. It's weird. Is, is it going to be mandatory in Florida? It is now. It's uh, as, oh. of, as of yesterday. Oh, so this happened a few days ago? Yeah, this is a few days ago. So that's why that's why I didn't raise a shit about it before, but now that it's yeah. mandatory, it's like, yeah, come on. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. it's mandatory in California, as far as I know. I yeah. uh, I froze my my uh, LA Fitness account when I went in there the other day because they're like, yeah, you got to work out with a mask on. I was like, fuck that. <laughs> I'm not at that level yet. I, I bet there's I'm, some of those dudes. Remember Jeff when we went to those um, those big stairs? Yeah, I was thinking about investing in an oxygen oxygen deprivation mask. Yeah, those motherfuckers it, in the Bane masks that like sprint yeah. up and down those stairs. Yeah, yeah, I got on my. I was saying before when I was really grinding to get to lose all that weight and I lost 100 pounds in a year, I ended up doing a workout the 25 pound weight vest. The natural like extension <laughs> of that would have been would have been like an oxygen deprivation mat deprivation max, like mask like a black jacket, but. I just don't want to do that currently, and I would prefer just to like sit at home and like wait for this to blow over. I don't wear a mask when I walk my dog or if I'm running outside, but right. I mean, obviously I have to if I go to other places. Right, man. I remember when we went to those stairs, we like walked up them and then immediately sparked a joint. And then I remember when we were all high and it was time to walk down the stairs. It was like, oh, man, these fucking things look way steeper than they did on the way up. <laughs> I was shitting my pants. I thought for sure I was going to like misstep and then just slinky my goofy ass down the stairs. Yeah, and there were some tanks bounding up and down the stairs. Yeah, those dudes looked like they were like in the NFL or something. They had Bane masks just up, down, up, down, up, I mean, down. Yeah, they probably played for UCLA or USC or something like that. What USC stairs Coastal. were you at? Culver City. You probably haven't been. Maybe. No. So, some LA people know what we're talking about. It's a pretty famous hiking spot, and/or date spot. I mean, you kind of get what you want out of it. Again, if you're wearing an oxygen deprivation mask and running up that motherfucker, you're gonna get a very official workout. If you're smoking pot. At the top. Mm, you know. Yeah, you're going to have a very scary walk down. Yeah, and then you're going to treat yourself to ice cream at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, we all sounding good and everything? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Watch! Yeah, can you hear Did You Make Kaka? <laughs> no. no. Really? Really. Shit. Uh, well, that's not good. Uh, hold on. Let me fuck with my Skype settings. So, with my computer constantly crashing, I dug around and did, like, a forced update on Skype. And this is, like, a different version of it. So, maybe it didn't transfer over the settings. Audio, microphone. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Check, check, check. Can you hear me? You went down. Your volume went down. Okay. Substantially. Uh, well, it's yeah. still going into the uh, the recorder at the same level. Can you guys talk again? Yo, 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 yo. What up? All right. Hold what on. What up? What up? What up? Hello. Check, 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 Hello. check. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I'm still super quiet, huh? Yeah. How about now? Still. Still. Fuck. Can you hear this? <laughs> yes. yes. Is that That's loud? At the level, it's, it's a little low. But I can hear it, yeah. 
Okay, I wonder if it's, it might be, oh. You know, new presonus, lots of dials, lots of shit to keep track of. Is that any better? No? Yeah, a little bit. Fuck. Yeah, that's great. It's blowing my ears out. Farts. Yeah. Say that again? Farts. Nope. Yeah. Not as high as it was. It was weird because you went really high for a second and then dropped dramatically. Let's see. Man, if this computer crashes again, I'm going to be so bummed out. Don't do it, computer, you fuck. Check, check, check. Hey, 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 hey. I mean, you guys can hear me, right? I'm just low. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. All right. Well, you sound better now. You man, sound a little better. I'm super loud in the recorder. I'm way louder than you guys. Oh, wow. Well, don't fuck it up. Hey, hey, hey. Oh. All right. All right. I guess we'll just have to make do. All right. You guys ready to roll? Let's do it. Yes, sir. From Los Angeles, California, we're the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs> <laughs>